Welcome to the Just a Ride podcast number five. We are riding together. I'm Zach. I am Shaden. And Jeff. And I talk with my hands a lot. I just noticed that. I'm like, hey guys, <laughs> no walker, walker. No one can see. I know, but I. Except for us. You can probably hear the wind blow from. <laughs> I'll edit it in. I can fly. So thank you guys for listening. These last four weeks, we've had a blast uh, reading your guys' emails and getting all the feedback and hanging out in Discord together and all that good stuff. Thank you to all you guys that are uh, participating in all that stuff and the shit box, Don and all those guys and Chris, the, sh- the uh, Discord Dookie Slayer. But uh, this week we're going to talk about things that you think that you only do, but probably other people do, <laughs> which can rack your brain on that one. We're also going to talk about bikinis versus underwear and the mystery that makes those things different for the male, at least from the male perspective. I don't know where that will go. We're also going to talk about dreams and our lives within dreams. We're going to talk about the sympathy and empathy kind of debate, or really just kind of trying to figure out maybe some of the differences there and have a discussion about that. We're also going to talk about this one I'm excited about living busy and what the, you know, hustle, hustle culture and what that what does. What do you know and, about that? Yeah, I don't know shit. Yeah, I've never seen you busy ever. Well, I, I'm never for busy. All the time. Neither of you guys are ever busy. <laughs> well, <laughs> neither like, of us in theory, I'm not anymore. I actually am very you busy. Just but got... It's mostly dicking off now. But, <laughs> but you're busy dicking but off. But I want to be busy because I don't know what to do with it, which I guess we'll explain. Yeah. <laughs> We're also going to do what we are going to do every week now. Fuck this thing. Uh, advice I give myself and things I learned. So we'll get to those kind of things here in a bit. Things I learned this week. All right. So now let's talk about the first thing. Things that you think only you do that probably everybody else does too and, and this is your this is your brainchild what what were you thinking of when you my, thought of this my brainchild yeah or this is so, what you noticed I yeah guess. what is it yeah. when you're like by yourself and you're just good thinking God, I, i'm fucked up i have several i have several i mean not necessarily fucked up but just like i don't understand why i do that but i can't i, I compulsively do it anyway two of them are in the shower so apparently i'm weird in the shower um but <laughs> my shower ones are my weirdest but the one that's not super weird in the shower is like that i'm sure other people do but like i've never talked about it with anybody but like you let the water running down your arm off of one of your fingers and you like convince yourself briefly that you can control the elements so, like, <laughs> i've I'm, done that i'm yeah. a fucking water bender <laughs> i thought that was just to get the water to go into your butt crack well i, I mean it is useful well, for that yeah, yeah. <laughs> see there was a practical reason but we're just like I I was think friend, we're I was nerded out. No, I, you're probably the only. I was one. friends with the guy speaking of butt cracks and no, I, definitely I was did friends that with too. the guy who like he told me he was he was like it came up in a weird like you know conversations. Well, <laughs> you guys know how conversations yeah, between guys ones. can go. Uh, yeah, we got on the conversation of washing butt cracks, and he's like uh, he's I found out he didn't like wash inside of his butt crack. I've heard this story, and I was like I've I was like why do you not wash into your butt crack? And he's like, well, because I don't want to put my fingers in there because that's gay. I was like. Dude, Whoa, dude, dude, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. You have problems. Please, please wash your butt crack. Yeah, please. Like right now. Before you go <laughs> see the psychiatrist, wash your ass. And we'll see at your house. It's like, stand up. You're allowed to be gay right with yourself. Now. Wash your butt crack. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> stand the fuck up off my couch too, real quick. Seriously. I've got <laughs> a bathroom. <laughs> so, um, anyways, <laughs> a fun little rabbit to chase there. Um, but you know the other shower thing by far the weirder thing that I do that I don't I'm not sure that anybody else does but somebody might I can't swallow my own saliva when I'm in the shower it's like it's like it's repulsive to me for some reason I don't know why nothing ever happened to me that I know of unless I repress that shit somewhere deep inside and it'll come out later but (laughs) I have to I have to like spit 
But yeah, you I, can drink I, water. I spit down the chair. Tra- oh yeah, water's fine. I can't, but not shower water. <laughs> shower water is the problem. Like, like, I, <laughs> is it because it's coming out of the pipes and you I don't, don't know. trust the pipes? I don't so know. I don't have you're logical. The, I I can't explain it. Well, let's unpack it. It's like the spigot. Does the spigot cross you out? You're like it does. The, the nozzle. You're yeah. like that's crusty and weird. Yeah, it, I think a lot does. of people there's don't like think lime about scale buildup and yeah. shit on it, but but I don't know that it's that because I feel the same way when I'm in the pool. Like, if I'm just surrounded by water, Spit. that water, can't, like, all water has to leave me. Nothing can come in. Water must leave. <laughs> well, in the pool, you are just drinking. You're saying you pee kitty, in the poo. Kitty pee. Yeah, which so, is gross. You know. And chlorine. Yeah. It's like 50-50, I think, pretty much. But yeah, I don't, and I, I do it to this day. And, like, it's, it, <laughs> I never even think about it except for when I, I've been in relationships and I'll be showering with my significant other. And then I'll just, like, <laughs> <Spit>. <laughs> they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh. I, yeah, I, I have. You're gonna have to just deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> you may not want to shower with me much in this relationship, because <laughs> I'll probably spit on you. I spit on you. <laughs> yeah, so that's a weird thing that, that I is do that probably nobody else does. But I maybe, bet. I bet there's people does. listening right if now. You do, like, let me yeah. know. We'll, we'll, we'll be we'll be family instantly. And, and what if they figured out something you don't know? They could maybe. give you some information. Maybe, Info yeah. at Scatcast, or you can go to just a ride pod at gmail.com. Well, at least. Uh, prescribe you a doctor maybe <laughs> yeah a doctor that i won't go see so it's are we gonna thing. are we doing <laughs> things we do in the shower that's weird because i mean sure <laughs> I mean, so here's I, the shampoo bottle okay because well, i think i'm the only person i know that literally cannot pee in the shower like i've got like a weird phobia about it i don't know if i don't want it on my feet or, but I, I can do both the things you bitches can't do in the <laughs> yeah. shower. I mastered the shower. Yeah. Sorry. Well. So I will very often go into the shower, which of course makes you have to I can pee, pee and, and get out of the spit. shower and pee and then go back in. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you, well, get you, out, don't, you don't just wait? You don't just hold it? <laughs> no, that's what I'm, I'm there to enjoy the shower. <laughs> I want to enjoy it. I don't want to have that like pressure. No. Uh, that's are, is there a problem with peeing in the shower? You're like, I just can't pee where my feet are. Or yeah, I mean, like I'm trying to get clean, so why would I pee where I'm getting clean? Because it just goes right away. You know, there's Does no, really there's zero though? pee residue. I mean, I used afterwards, to use shampoo. Hey. I use shampoo at one time in you're my in life a, when I you're in hair. a sterile, dude. You could drink it; it'd be fine. <laughs> After you heat it up, and, yeah, there's a process you got to go through. <laughs> I'm not like, saying it has a lot of nutritional value. Stop peeing on each other <laughs> and drinking it. <laughs> got to get that through a process. First. I think it's dangerous to drink your own urine, but not somebody else's. Something like that. Really. What? I heard that one Fact time. check. I've yeah, heard probably. you can't pee into a Mr. Coffee and get taster's choice. It's probably on the Google somewhere. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know where I got that information. <laughs> Maybe it's true. I'm not going to find out, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> but also with funny. the mouth thing, you can't even spit. Like, I can't. I can't brush my teeth unless I'm in the shower. Ugh. That's incredibly. Ugh. You brush your teeth with shower water? Yeah. Ugh. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and I just made my mouth water in the bad way. Obviously, there's times where I can't take a shower. So if I do brush my teeth, then I have to pace in the house. I can't stop walking. <laughs> I do that when I'm on the phone. I cannot sit still if I'm on the no, phone. I'm same way on the phone, same. too. 100%. Would you prefer to uh, be in the shower or pacing? In the shower. Really? Yeah. Okay. The hot water feels good. Is it just a spite shade? Yeah. And, and sp- now, yeah, not the... You know, now I get this to think is damaging about our friendship a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. So hot water. So you're brushing your teeth hot water, and you're spitting on the on your feet. I spit, so you're not, you won't pee I spit on your feet directly at the drain. Okay, and it still takes a little bit to go down. Well, no, you can pee right in the drain, <laughs> <laughs> and then you wouldn't have to flop around in, in your pee water. Uh, you, from your last pee story, I don't believe that you can hit the drain. Oh, I can't. 
I'm a, ma- I'm a master. You got pinpoint I just, accuracy. I literally just let it fall down there and it hits the drain. And it's like, there you go. Just go in there. Yeah. <laughs> He's giving it directions. I don't know. First drain on the left, boys. Uh, so you take baths because you're obviously laying down. Yeah, obviously. I'm literally on my stomach. Yeah. And I've got my tiny little cock. <laughs> push up against a little grate <laughs> and that's that's the only way that shit works his angry inch it's an angry fucker <laughs> uh i don't really have i mean i know i do i know that i think i'm weird and so that i think i do i can verify that you're yeah. weird yeah well but i Certified. also think that i'm weird i'm a i I don't know what you're you guys weirdo. how weird yeah, yeah I'm looking nuts. at both of you guys looking at me like yeah you're a weird fucker and I'm a little uncomfortable by it <laughs> I get it though I mean I'm just look- trying to support you dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, making you feel of, validated I'm kind of a fucked up little poobah I am that's why I like you I am P-ba. fucked up well, right he's back. a I am the poobah now you're the poobah now <laughs> I fuck. am the fuck god damn you're just gonna have to be the jerk off ba I don't know we'll, we'll get one for you we'll figure out what's a wank ba you're the wank ba and now we have our nicknames finally I'll Excellent. be Peebah, Poobah, and Wankbah. <laughs> and done. That's got a good ring to it. Uh, I think I have two things that I that I would like to know if other people do. Like, uh, I put my thumbs in my nose holes because I can. And I don't know if other people can do that or not, but I I pick my nose with my thumb and I feel like... No, no, yeah, everybody's like, like what the, the outer fuck? edge you're talking like. No, no, thing? I can get my thumb into my eye socket pretty much, bro. <laughs> I, I got big you. nose holes. I, <laughs> fucking right a, bro. Jesus Christ! I mean, how far you want me to go in? How many yeah, more yeah. knuckles you want? No, I gotta try. I got until today. I did not know that I could do that, dude. I can't. I have but I got a big old nose. I have, so. I have my my. Yeah, you have big thumbs too. My thumbs are like the size of like a grown woman's big toe nice that is a big ass thumb <laughs> maybe i have like, little ass thumbs that could yeah. be you're, you look like you should be able not just palm a basketball but like i can palm a basketball just you do have dexterous thumbs that can never really spend time yeah you got almost pretty fingers too that's weird mine look like olive garden breadsticks they do i would eat fucking at least three of those and then you know save the rest for later one time that almost happened actually mine look like your chicken's feet kind of <laughs> we all have very different we're looking at we you literally can't see what no we're doing right now him. but uh jeff's hands look like he's from the olive garden family uh i don't know what my hands look like what were you saying feminine they're, they're feminine fe- oh yeah. goodness okay but they're big they are big feminine hands they can probably a basketball too <laughs> they're big old lady hands and then he's got chicken uh talons yeah. well he's got owl talons big kind of do owl yeah. talons <laughs> awesome uh, what the fuck are we talking about now? I forgot what we're Weird shit. Yeah. Weird shit that you, you do. You don't yeah. have anything. Huh? So, but well, the other one is uh, I would put ketchup on uh, saltine crackers as that was like my favorite go-to thing. Hmm. And I'm not every time I bring that, that up. It seems a little weird. But well, uh. every time I bring that up, people, yeah, they, I mean, I haven't brought it up for a lot of years because I learned my lesson <laughs> that when I do, people are like, gross. It's like, I don't ridiculous. know why you were six the last time you talked to <laughs> No, I was probably in my 20s because it was one of my roommates. He's like, why are you doing that? In your 20s, you're still six. Okay, fair enough. I, I specifically was still about six. <laughs> but uh, but then I discovered when I went to Canada, and it's not a bottle of ketchup on chips, but it's ketchup, ketchup flavored chips. chips, and Hell it's yeah. the greatest thing on the earth as oh, far as I'm yeah, concerned. Like, yeah, like the, an actual potato It's crunchy the, French fries. The old, that the old Dutch brand makes the best ones. Ooh, Fight I, me. I've only had Lay's, <laughs> so I've only had Lay's. Lay's is all right, but they have... It, lace is like a little bit chemically like it kind of like puts gas in your mouth when that's the one that I fell in love with too they're good, so. but old Dutch man they make okay. the best ones well, and they're, this isn't just a Canadian thing because a whole bunch of Canadians will disagree with me but <laughs> yeah, fair. I believe them to be the best <laughs> okay fair we're gonna go off shade in there but if you guys live in Canada 
I can't. I mean, yeah, I, mail us ketchup please, chips. God, please, Out of your <laughs> life, that's the weirdest thing you can come up with is no, ketchup on crackers. No, it's just one of the things that whenever I brought it up, people are like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" I mean, my life is ridiculous. Okay, I see what your point was. It's like everything. I'm, Zach's weird I stuff's up, too weird yeah. for public consumption. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my best friend growing up for the first five years was a chocolate lab. There's a lot of weird things. I've seen you have longer conversations with imaginary people in your head than you have people. And I've been in the room not talking. <laughs> and there's a conversation between four folk and you're yeah. silent. Yeah. Okay. So I don't, well, everyone else does that, don't they? No. Damn it. Damn. Sure don't. Okay. Well, scatcast.com if you'd like to I fight with myself help me monetize head, that more. But it's usually just two-sided. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> All right. Well, so those are the things that we kind of do. I don't know. But I hope you guys shoved your thumbs in your noses yeah. to see if you could do it. And send us some weird things. Too. I got to know one more yeah. thing. because Please, I, I, goddamn those, check, those ketchup chips. Please something that I <laughs> Something that I did as a kid and I have woken up doing it as an adult fairly recently is to put myself to sleep. I would lay on my stomach and I would literally lift my head up and pound my head into the pillow like bouncing it off mm. the bed i remember yeah. doing that i never stopped doing that and i would roll side to side really really hard you guys both did that? i did yeah. the head pillow pound thing i still okay. do that no shit yeah, yeah and absolutely. i could not go to sleep unless doing that i have never talked to anybody in my life everybody else was like did you see a psychiatrist or oh <laughs> no, well well then we all should have i think you gotta make the head dent so that it's Everything and sometimes you get no, a little I mean, I would violent. Do it for like an hour until I went to sleep. Okay, that's crazy talk. Oh no, I would do it like once or twice just to make a head dent. Oh no, no, no! That's, <laughs> I would literally pound my head and then thrash my body, and I called it. I called it bounce and roll, and I did that for years. I eventually I grew out of it, but now I will wake up doing that. Wow! And it's it's violent. I mean, it's fucking violent. I caused a stereo to fall on my head one time. Damn, dude! Doing yeah. that. Yeah, and, you're, and when I was I, and I was a teen, so I still did it into my teens. I don't know when it went away. Wow. Yeah, you're on the Look, spectrum for sure. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> <laughs> As am I. You were, yeah. possessed, you were possessed by one of the trout you caught, and now you have the spirit of a trout so inside you. Could you imagine that? You're just hanging out on a boat, and you're like, oh, someone brought sandwiches, and like the reverse, like the fish catching you. <laughs> no. <laughs> that suck bad. That actually ow, sprung ow, ow. something in my brain. When you guys were younger... Did you face when you slept basically doggy style? You, you put your butt up doggy style and slept your face down on the pillow, kind of your knees underneath you with yeah, your butt and I up would in put the air. my arms between my knees. Too. Did you do that shit? Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. I no. was, never? I, I, not that I can. I mean, I had to be flat to do how I slept. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's fair. He had a whole process. Okay. Well, he and I did. So if you can do the butt in the air thing and then flop like a fish with your thumbs in your nose, <laughs> then we've all bonded so much. <laughs> we are completely like brothers and sisters for we life. We need to I put think. a how-to video now. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you get your butt in the air. This is the right form for the Just flop. Just ride certified. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, show them the flop. Sleep preparation yeah. <laughs> method. <laughs> all right. Well, we got our next little topic is pretty simple. I don't know where this will go or not, but it just came to my attention that we look at bikinis as... Something that's very okay to be in public for a lady to wear. And that we look at underwear as a completely different thing, despite the fact that they look almost exactly similar, if not, you know, maybe less risque than uh, bikinis and stuff. And I'm just wondering, why are we like that? Where did, why do we draw a line between those? What is that? We love double standards. Yeah, double standards <laughs> run our world pretty much. And, and, you know, when I think if a woman feels that she wants to go out and is... Uh, comfortable and wearing small clothes she's okay on her own terms to be looked at but like what if all, she's wearing underwear 
How come? The, then it should still be okay. I, I agree, but, but I think that I don't know. It's a societal standard. It if, if it's made out of different, pro- so we made this uh, shit material. up, didn't we? Yeah, this is fucking superstition. Okay, then that's exactly what's happening. We, we yeah, it's really just. It's. Just, I think it's just. A Could there be anything perception. that's not superstition? It's just a matter of perception because it's like you wear. It's like a so bikinis have become like a uniform of sorts for swimming. Like mm-hmm. it's a uniform option. Underwear are not a uniform for anything except sexy private time. You right. Know what I mean, so well, it doesn't like, have to be sexy. I mean, you can, I guess so. You, you can, can be smoking a cigar, itching your crotch in a nice it, little you still, laundry. You can still throw yourself into a granny panty. You're good. <laughs> True. Well, those you don't you know want to wear I mean? in like, public it's either. Not like it's not like it's it's. I think it's more the that's not the appropriate like thing that's been designed for this activity. That's for a different thing. Well, that, How dare and, you? And do, that's even arbitrary. Even though they're the same. Yeah. So kind of. I mean, okay. To be fair, bikinis are designed to not be see through when they're wet. A lot of underwear <laughs> is not. Well, fair. That's true. You're right. You're right. That is maybe it's so cotton versus spandex kind I guess. of thing. But I mean, <laughs> that would, that'd be my my little attempt at trying to make sense. That's of pretty it, good. That's about <laughs> that's about the best well, we have. Okay, so I think. they come out with now sports bras, which is almost like a combination bra slash bathing suit, and those are fun yeah. to wear in public without issue yeah. sports bras they do cool, cover man more, they're like though. boob armor they are i think yeah. sports bras are rad they are they're my, they're my favorite <laughs> like of the yoga pants and, like that's cool. yoga pants and the sports bra combination with a with a hat on wouldn't that feel great it's hot <laughs> well, and even yeah, when we, you feel we, like we you're we actually like jeff's type <laughs> yeah exactly but you kind of feel like just you're hugged your whole body's just hugged it's like i'm ready for whatever yeah, yeah. everything's where it should be I, unless you're you know. a little bigger than you feel like a broken pillsbury you know yeah i feel that way too but those clothes aren't aren't for you yeah. Don't wear those then. Well, then that's society and our little our beauty standards and all that stuff. We could talk about that some other time. Uh, men and women's beauty standards and where we put that and all the wherever we feels about it. But I don't know. Bikinis and underwear are the same thing, except for I guess they're ones made for swimming and ones made for sleeping. But they're the, they show the same amount of parts, and mm-hmm. one is okay and one's not. Yeah. So I would I would assume that if somebody's walking down the road, a woman is walking down the road in a bikini. No one really think much of it, but if she's walking down in, in her underwear, it could potentially be an a crime, offense, uh, yeah. a crime right, yeah. of disorderly conduct, which makes absolutely no sense. Right. I agree. And it's based on superstition, then. But it's not a religious. Is it a religious thing? Where does this come from, I wonder? It's just a social stigma, I yeah. would imagine. But where does it, where do these stigmas come from? Is this from our puritanical mindset? Is this the... I would suppose, yeah. yeah. It's got to be cause some some form of a holdover of when it was can't look risque at ankles. to show your ankles. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Which really... Look, I mean, at, look, boys, I've undone three of my 47 <laughs> lace loops on one boot. I already can. <laughs> really, if you think about it, that's not that many years. I mean, where, you know, bathing suits went down to the knees and... Yeah, it really women. wasn't that long ago. It was basically since Hollywood's existed, they've taken more and more clothes off on screen, and we've—I think we've actually taken more and more off before screen. But yeah, but, it has. But there was a time when underwear, compared to the bathing suits when they were bigger, were way more risque. So maybe that's where it started, hmm. and then just as the bathing suits shrank and changed shape, just the same social uh, idea stayed the same yeah and who's the one that's shaming these people for that it's not dudes do you the give a shit if, if a woman walks into a convenience store in her underwear or a bikini you're like they look kind of similar to me <laughs> the, the the bra i think it gives it away where it's like well that has a weird weird kind of thing on the front that's not supposed to be for me to see until i get real comfortable and you get real comfortable with me <laughs> that's it but 
I mean, I think isn't it women that shame other women? I would suspect it would be women that feel threatened by other it women. Could be, yeah. Weird. I don't know why I brought that up. It just came to my attention. Somebody. It was a meme. I think that went by, and I was like, "Fuck!" I'll ask these two dudes. Yeah, it is <laughs> What's weird. The thing. I don't. I could only guess at why it is that way, but but you're right. It is bizarre. I like my theory. I like it too. I like both. Your th- it's, I mean, it's superstition, and it's it's part of our weird history. I think, but it. Should it still exist? I mean, now that we see it's no. absolutely pointless, it's like, who cares? Yeah, it probably shouldn't exist. But whatever. We're not going to cancel it. Who gives a fuck? All right, let's move on. <laughs> so here's, here's another one that we're going to talk about, and this is a really open one. Uh, it's about dreams. And, and Oh, yeah. I'm curious as to, what were you thinking when you brought this Do you guys remember up? your dreams more often than not? Not. Not. Yeah. Unless it's violent. I smoke too much weed. Really? I, I, when I... I'll, I'll say this for whatever. This is something weird that I do that maybe other people don't do. Uh, when I smoke weed, I don't dream at all. Like, I, I don't remember I've them. I've heard that a lot. When I, was, when, I, when I was a heavy-duty stoner, I still dreamed all the time. So fair. I don't know what... When I stop to smoke, like when I take a break or if I get some weed that is not high and whatever, it's low in THC or whatever, I will dream just like I did when I was a kid, which is probably why I like smoking weed, because I don't like my dreams. Do anyway. You? So I I would be the completely weed. the opposite. I would, I would that would incentivize me to never smoke weed again. <laughs> oh really? I'd rather have dreams than weed. <laughs> oh fair fair enough. I, I mean the last dream that I remember brutal. was that pee dream that I brought up a couple weeks ago. But, <laughs> yeah, unless it's and there's dreams that I remember from years ago. Right. Um, but I don't really regularly remember dreams unless it's like ultra violent. Mm. Huh. How often are your dreams ultra violent? <clears throat> comes in waves tell me about your mother <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get into more shit that you don't want to get into um it comes in waves i'll i'll be good for a couple weeks to a couple months and then i'll just have them repetitively for really? a couple weeks and they're the, the same dream no they're all different oh. but they're all they're did all you, work related and just i was gonna say did you have them before your career i had them throughout my career but since i've been out of my career they it seems to be more reoccurrent or at really? least at least the the last period that it happened it happened for a long time hmm. wow and then, and then just shut off i don't know probably a month ago wow that's back hardcore. in the box put it back in the yeah. box yeah. yeah just bottle that up and let it fester yeah, just, inside just, don't let that out ever <laughs> yeah. you don't Do deal with that thing, don't you deal with it, it. i don't want to see a down. tear <laughs> <laughs> don't let me see a fucking tear come out your mind you're fine no uh shit though well those dreams don't sound fun at all so just violent and but like real like these aren't demons yeah, and really, shit. these really, are yeah. just people you but one of my favorite dreams i ever had was super violent but it was when i was it was before imatrex was made and so they used to get and i get the migraine migraines which i haven't had migraines okay. for a while now um but i had chronic migraines and before imatrex came out and they would give you all kinds of shit well they had the stuff that i would shoot up my nose and i would have to go home i couldn't work on the stuff it would just get me super high it was actually really good um but one of the side effects was violent nightmares oh wow and in one particular nightmare i just remember everything being white and i had a garden hoe (laughs) and just went around and just sliced people's throats through the whole thing wow it was amazing (laughs) (laughs) And, and it was just bright red you know on white and just bloody gory it's like what was, what was the plot line were you saving somebody no, no i was just uh, fucking just killing around just killing <laughs> like dexter on his worst day yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking grand theft auto when it's when you're playing if you're me just kill everyone uh never play the missions yeah well, that's what, a what lot a, of people i think yeah what about you what's your uh i have i so i remember it's if i 
wake up and I don't remember my dream, like they'll, a lot of my dreams will slip away after I'm awake for a few hours. They'll get a little bit more vague unless I like try hard to hold on to them. But if I ever don't remember my dreams when I wake up, it's like odd. I'm like, oh, I feel cheated. I'm like, what the hell? Really? <laughs> you and our drummer probably. Have you ever talked to James? Yeah, about his I have. Extensive I, dreaming. I have. I don't know how much I believe him, but <laughs> <laughs> it does sound amazing. Like. Neo and the it Matrix sounds awesome. Kind of shit, I mean, yeah. I'm just, he's like, and I mean, he's, never he's a great like drummer, that. but he told me, he's like, yeah, dude, I can practice drums when I'm dreaming because I'm, I'm lucid and I just do practice and I wake up and I have the practice time logged. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, that's magic shit. I, I hope that's that. true because yeah. that's awesome, but. His, his skill level productive. would say it might be. I know, right? That's like, what I mean, though. Like, like I mean, he's got the chops it. to back it up. Yeah. <laughs> God, wouldn't that be nice, though? I would kill for five minutes where I could yeah. control a dream where it was useful like that. Although I will say, visualization when you're awake yeah when you go through things like i'll i've run through shows in my head where i've, I've done the whole show in my head mm -hmm. before a show like the day before and it never turns out the way you do it but you're just more ready uh, but usually in my dumb imagination i'll fall down and fall off the stage like four or five times just because my brain can't help it it's like and then he tripped on the cord he tried to do that jump the time jump and he jumped wrong time broke his ankle fell into the crowd crowd ate him and that's how my story ends your brain's a dick just like mine <laughs> well my dreams always especially when i was young and this is why i love marijuana and i it's like a gift to my brain so it's the opposite of what you were mm. saying i died all the time oh, i do too yeah, yeah okay mm -hmm. but it was the dumbest fucking ways to die and they never feel the way you die but i would just fall and then crack my head open and i'd be aware of it or ninjas would stab me to death or whatever but there was a, a time period in my life where i think i was just super into werewolves and horror movies and just kind of growing up a little bit but still like i still kind of pee the bed obviously <laughs> fucking whatever <laughs> but, uh, again. but you know still going through all the kid stuff but but i would die consistently and violently and i read somewhere when i was probably a teenager or something where it's like you shouldn't die in your dreams it's really bad for your psyche and it's like who yeah, controls that bullshit yeah exactly so pretty crude exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly. fair enough but uh yeah so i avoid my dreams because they're uh, really they're a lot of fun i've had so many fun ones where it's like you they're people that you've never met in your life but you feel like they're exact like you've known them forever so they're like an archetype of some you know your best buddy but you've never seen their face but your brain has made it up from another face it's seen in the world so somewhere is you know whatever um so i have fun ones that are like they make no sense where i'll have like a like i need a gun and then the gun appears but it's like a one of those transformer guns that's like not solid or something it's like the robot thing and the transformers into you know, a man somehow it makes perfect sense that your dreams are cartoons <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of running where you can't run or swimming where you just you stay put and it's whoop, 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 whoop. just the background is moving movie <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly but marijuana made it so all of those went away i i went for years without dreaming because i didn't stop smoking weed for fucking five years in a row without taking a break i think at one point and then i took a break and it was like holy what's going on in my head when i'm sleeping and that yeah they're pretty vivid and i don't like them so marijuana thank you crazy yeah, yeah. i'm i even when i was smoking i dreamed still all the time but i have like some pretty wild dreams in the sense that so a couple of times i've had dreams that are so long that i like live a good portion of a lifetime in the context of the dream and Fuck when yeah. i wake up it's like we, like it, my whole day is fucked because i'm trying to figure out how to fit myself back into it's like going to narnia dude and growing up and then coming back and being just 
me a day later, you know, and I was like, like it fucks with me. It's only happened to me a handful of times, but it's the game in Rick and Morty. And it's not always. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's that called? It's like that. What is it? He's playing Phil, Tim or Tim, Phil, yeah. something. <laughs> I can't remember. They know. They know. Yeah. Fuck Tim indeed. But they know. The listeners. Know. Yeah. So I've had some of those and it's not always like a lifetime. Sometimes it's like a stretch of like a week or a month or it's just like a longer period of time than just a night, you know? And I'm like, and it's, congruent and I'm in it and I'm not necessarily me or I'm just some variation of me in a different context you know but sometimes he's Johnny Depp and that's fun not lately <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not as much yeah he is the one that shit in the bed so. <laughs> fair enough yeah. yeah you're Amber Heard my, my dreams are so I did I Amber Heard it I didn't even think about no that no shit wow well that was a missed joke opportunity that was this episode. <laughs> yeah, i feel that was so whoopsie you, you can say you have some sympathy and empathy for amber Heard. i guess yeah I we all should for that. i mean she seems like a psycho but also poop in the bed we all have come on <laughs> I know. at some level we poop the bed that's got to be a only me thing but <laughs> i don't know but yeah i have tons of t- super super active dreams i remember a lot of them and my dreams will hook like i have some dreams that are recurring but I have dreams that like I'll be dreaming a new dream and then right near the very end it'll connect to a different dream that I had yeah. I'll be like oh I'm in that same fucking city I just dreamed at it from another angle that's crazy that's and it's a-, a city I've never seen it's just some fucking made up dream city that's fantastic. That sounds like fun. It's wild. Yeah. I, would, I mean, I'd my dreams are all super vivid, and when they're bad, they're fucking bad, bad, mm. you know? But Video games don't affect people at all. <laughs> Show me the data that says what you're saying. Right, is tr- right there. No, he's not data. He's, he's anecdotal. He's, he's he's the hole in your data. <laughs> I, I, I dream Zach, zero. He smokes pot. Zach's, that's Zach's not fair. fair. It's drug and <laughs> I kill it. It's kill, the, it's kill the dreams. <laughs> Marijuana kills dreams. Wait a minute. That, that sounds like 1988 wonder. Ronald Reagan saying some shit. <laughs> <laughs> it also will fucking end. Whatever. I'm just training for Inception. Thing. I'm ready to be an Inception. If there are real Inception people out there, I'm ready to be an agent. Let's go. Fuck yeah. Well, have you, ever, have you ever flown in your dreams? Yeah. Have you flown in your dreams? Oh, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Everybody's flown in their it dreams. It wasn't Superman flying, though. I had wings. Oh. I've never had like well, a Pegasus. just fly without wings. Oh. I had I had wings every time I flew in my dreams. That's pretty cool. Yeah weird have I, you ever have you, do you guys have underwater dreams where you could breathe underwater <laughs> i've had those yeah actually couple okay. did you piss your pants when you did it <laughs> didn't <laughs> okay well we, we were, we're all different but it was always it wasn't like i knew i could breathe underwater it was like i thought i was gonna drown and then it was like just breathe and then i breathed and i was like oh oh fuck i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had a dream where you felt like you met someone that you it's a real person that you never would meet in real life yes and mm-hmm. it felt important yeah yeah okay to the point where it bothered me for like quite a while okay i want to hear this one now i've got one too i was just like i thought i I swear to god i met the like the the love of my life oh shit (laughs) like it was like we we spent time together and like i i didn't i she i don't have anyone alive i could compare her to maybe she was a conglomeration of lots of people i've seen but i was like completely enamored like i was like over the moon and then i woke up and i was like no please put me back Please put me back. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I'll meet her someday. <laughs> maybe we'll. Maybe that's how... If that, if that does happen, imagine if you do meet her, how weird life is then for you. Where you're like, well, I can't prove this to how anyone else. Appro- how do you even approach her at that point? I had a dream, dream about, about you 20 years ago. <laughs> you are literally... What's well, your name? <laughs> the funny thing is, that I, I read this too and I haven't looked into it, but your brain does... like It doesn't make up faces in your brain when you dream. It is a face of something, someone you've I have seen. Read that? How do they know that? I don't know how they know that. That's, that's a, a fucking great. Back, that's a follow-up <laughs> question and a half right there. But if that is true, then that person does exist at least in the face. 
Maybe. And then you made up all the bullshit about her, and then you have to explain all Maybe. that stuff. But faces why. are the only thing I remember about people when I first see them. I don't remember names. I don't remember how yeah. tall they were, if they had tattoos. A face is the first. Same. It's always the thing I can remember pretty vividly. Same, same. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about what you're saying, and as corny as it sounds, the person that meant a lot to me in my dreams, I'm now with. Oh. And, but in my dreams, it was a fa- faceless person. But the voice is the same. The hair is the same. Oh, body, that's the body best. style is the same. And it was that feeling of, who is this person? Like I know who this is, but I can never see the face. But now you're with and that it person. Was, yeah, this comfort and this feel. Yeah. Oh, you so, and fucking rom com son of a bitch. <laughs> as, as cheesy as it sounds, fucking. I'm so glad for you though. It's very you, very true. Yeah. So that's it. You won. You like, did. That is that is victory. That is victory. I you love won. that. I kind of always just I sort of wrote it off. Like it bothered me for a while, and then I was like, "Get over, it, dude. It was a dream, you know." But I I wrote it off. But I I don't really I don't really believe in the whole like. There's just there's like a love of your life. I think there's several likely mm-hmm. candidates, and no, I mean, if you find one of them, you're still super super fortunate, yeah. you know. Yeah, but, just most of us don't. Life, I mean, but I don't think there's just like one. Like I'm not like waiting for that. I'm like, where where is she? I gotta find her. Right. <laughs> it's that only would, her or nothing. That would be a long weird life. Of <laughs> like, would. I, I've got very high standards. <laughs> it's got to be this person. Of that. No differences. <laughs> in the theory of that, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, throughout life, you love go in and out of love and friendships, and people come in and out of your life forever yeah why we decide in our society to go you're it you're the one i'm yeah. gonna be with no matter what oh, the hell happens. Yeah. oh i know i did actually i mean it's cool when I, th- I have respect for people that can make that work in a, in a healthy way you know like they're like i chose this person and they're my person until until one or the both of us is done for you know and i'm mm-hmm. like that's wild i i i'm i don't know that i'm wired that way i think i'm just a little too pragmatic to really but hey but screw I, you buddy you know, I, I just, I'm better no, than I you. Just, that's no, why that's, I don't think I could do it. Is I think your saying, monogamy you know? pisses me <laughs> off, and I'm better than that. <laughs> I think people strive for it. But no, I'm, it's not even a monogamy. Many times it ultimately thing. fails. That's all. Well, that, yeah, for sure. And that, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying this like, oh, that was fate, and it worked for them, but they're one in a million. No, they made it work. You know, and that's why yeah. I say I respect it because yeah. it's like it's not an easy thing. I don't think I could do it. You know, personally, but and it's not like a polygamy versus monogamy thing i've been in and it was fun for the joke quite though. a few it was fun it was a good <laughs> shot. But, but but it's uh it's just simply that i really believe that there's people that are are meant to be in your life for a season and then one of the both of you change and it's perfectly okay to that's like, thank thank you for yeah. being a part of that season well, it's absolutely. time, it's I mean, time to move apart now, you know, and, that's and the but I don't regret any of it because it was, it meant, it meant just as much to me f- just because it didn't last for an entire lifetime doesn't make it any less valuable. You know what I mean? Even if things absolutely. in shitty with somebody, you can still, a, re- a reasonable, rational person can still look back and go, okay, this was good about this. This, this wasn't good. This is what I learned. Yeah. This is what I hope they learned, you know, and then move on to the next stage of life that's what reasonable rational people do most people don't act reasonable and rational yeah, yeah. What, a, what a shitty thing to believe that all of that time that you spent with somebody was wasted time just because it didn't last longer right like that kind of a waste oh shit <laughs> any time in your life even if it's terrible even if you were in the worst relationship it's like think about the things that you learned think about how you can compare now things that are great to this depth that you've been in look at what you survived through like there's so many different ways to look at life that are yeah. little tools to like yeah, stop in, re- in relationships and in in living a life with somebody learning the never things waste. that you didn't want you can learn exactly what you do want 
and, exactly and, yeah and fulfill those things yeah. and a lot of times the things that we want really doesn't require somebody else we're lacking taking care of ourselves to begin with and then when you start doing that you know you find someone that complements that life as opposed to you're trying to fix them or they're trying to fix you yeah. right well and i think there's a, there's, there's, there's a certain level of honor in, in knowing when to let it go too you know what i mean because i think that's part of the hazard of there's this stigma about like oh if you if your relationship ended then it failed you know what oh, I, mean? I know it's like oh that's so maybe I, that's a word I, we should I we should fucking, retire yeah i fucking hate that because it's like it wasn't it didn't fail man like there people will stay with somebody they shouldn't be with anymore just because they're worried about the social backlash of ending a relationship or financial like, backlash yeah or right. or they're just simply afraid to tell the person that they're done for reason a b c or d you know because they're, they're they're afraid of what the fallout will be you know well, but that, it's makes, like, that makes me think of like people this, these relationships are so weird in people's minds there's country song after country song after country song where it's like the lady is so pissed off. She I popped his tires, and I was, yeah, you know, I malicious Mr. First Degree is what yeah. she did in this state. And it's like, it's <laughs> like a just, It's like he did you a favor. He's not for you. I mean, maybe you you trusted him, and that's the worst thing in the in the world when someone trusts you, and then you betray them, and then you're like, well, I don't trust you anymore and stuff. But relationships are weird, like trial and error. Like I just met you at a bar. Maybe we'll be together forever, but likely not. And then to go together for six months and then he broke my heart and so I ruined stuff in his life and shit and it's like just move on yeah. just don't you don't need to key a car you don't need to be a yeah, fucking felon that's how car. I treat that's how I treat all of my interactions with, with dudes, humans in general is just like everything that somebody does I just treat as a learning experience for me yes. it's like okay I learned that about you now I know how you are about yeah. thing A, thing B, thing C. I'm that way in relationships. I've been too, married divorced a few times. I've learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's book will be relearn. coming out soon. <laughs> how I had to relearn. I think I'm better now. <laughs> well, that's part of why I'm not. I'm, I'm not really a. I'm not really a jealous person with my significant other. Like I don't feel like I need to check up on them or you know like I'm not worried about. I've never really been worried about being cheated on because I'm just like well, me me worrying about that won't change the outcome. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just going to make me an asshole. <laughs> it's right. like, and it's going to take a lot of energy for me that I don't want to have to spend. You know what I mean? Like uh, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty keen. I'll figure it out. You know, you if, seem it, more if it's going on, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. And if, and depending on the context, I'll either work through it or I'll be like, I don't want to work through it. That I, I don't, I'm not into it now. And then I'll be done. Right. You know, I'm not going to fight with you about it. <laughs> I'll defend myself if you want to fight, but I just, I'd just rather just look at it and go, okay, well, that sucks. I feel a certain way about it, but at the end of the day, this is how I want to handle it and I'm going to move forward. Hmm. You know, fair enough. Crazy. Uh, you seem more forgiving when it comes to, if someone was to step out, you're like, well, you're a human being. You have these things. I don't, you know, I forgive you. Is yeah, that fair? Or? I think, it, I guess so. I guess that's fair. I mean, it's, I'm, I, you seem like less attached to sex than maybe the generations that, that are like, well, if you if you don't go all the way to the end, you're a fucking loser. Don't be like your granddaddy. He was a fucking loser. Couldn't keep his wife for 70 years. I don't know if that's generational or just individual to individual. Maybe it's Christianity. Yeah. Maybe it's I think it is individual to individual for sure. And it probably depends on Society a lot on how you were, how you were raised. You should be proud of yourself. If you have a relationship that's lasted 30, 40, 20, 15 years, you know, those are, that's hard to do. That's yeah. good stuff. I applaud that shit. Yeah. But really it's not like you get a cookie for it. It's hopefully you're compatible and you're not ruining each other's lives the whole time while you're doing. Yeah, it. which is a, a, the case a lot. Yeah, man, you know, it's trying to like, force it in. I've I've ended relationships in the past simply that weren't even going wrong. I was just like this. 
I'm not. I don't like the way she eats soup. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Move on. It was ramen. Jog but, on, you know, lady. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I'm mean, like, there's there's no value being added. It's just a comfortable thing at this point. Like, we're not, no, neither of us is pushing the other to be better. We're not really learning much from each other. We've kind of got each other figured out. And we're just, the only reason we're doing it is because it's familiar. And that's mm. not, that's not enough. And the sex is great. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> you well, know, so it's just like, I'll, and, and, I'll end things amiably as as I can, and as they yeah. allow you to. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. There's always that. It doesn't variable. always go that way. <laughs> well, we started this with like, who did you meet in a dream? I did want to share one little quick thing. Oh, yeah. I met. I we met, were talking about dreams, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like I like the uh, the the little spider webs that we can do from time to yeah. time. It's just a ride. It's cool. Yeah, it is. We're riding it on. The, who oh made God. this roller he said coaster? It. He said it. He, he said the name. He said the, the name of the thing and the thing. <laughs> uh, but I met. It was crazy. Christopher Hitchens meant a lot to me because it. As some of you guys know, like my intellectual evolution was completely a credulous nudnik that didn't know shit about shit. I think I did mushrooms one time and I was like, I'm going to look into conspiracies. And then I spent whatever my brain can do absorbing all the things about that. And then I eventually got a radio show and spread, you know, spread all that shit around and whatever. And, and they haven't changed. I haven't changed at all. <laughs> I, I believe all of the lizard things. I actually still think you do. Yeah, right? It does seem like it sometimes with sometimes. all the Dave and Angus shit. It's like, I think he is Angus. It's I, still in there. It's it's, still in I, there. I really can't think. Uh, I'm, I'm skeptical of you guys. That you're even <laughs> fucking here. No. Uh, but no, Christopher Hitchens was a big part of like the worst part of my life, but the best part of my life where I realized that I had been preaching a bunch of things that I couldn't prove, that I wasn't smart enough to know that is ridiculous and, and uh, disrespectful to the human being basically and rationality and Christopher Hitchens and you know the Richard Dawkins basically the new atheists came out during like 2009 10 11 12 they were kind of popular on the internet and uh, Christopher Hitchens more than anybody kind of reached out to not reach out to me but he he touched me in a way that made me come and I was all about it. Uh, anyway, that's not exactly how I wanted to say that. Uh, so that's I what love came the way out. it came out. It sure came out good. But Christopher Hitchens was this intellectual person that was moral and was so sharp and so quick-witted and, you know, I'm, I learned about him through religion but I ended up reading all his books and I ended up looking into his life and stuff and I don't agree with him about all the things that he thought and stuff but he was a huge part of my brain going be skeptical about everything. Uh, if you don't care what you think is true, you're you're really wasting your time on the earth if you're even trying to think. And so I was like, oh, fuck, okay. He died in, I think, 2011 or 2012. And I had a dream where I was walking home from school in like sixth grade, like I'd always done with this other friend of mine, a guy named Robert, which matters not. But anyway. <laughs> ah, yes, Robert. Robert. Bob. Robert. Oh, you remember Bob, Bob Oliver? Yeah, Good Bobby. guy. Robert <laughs> Oliver. If you're listening, buddy, I still remember us walking to walking home from school. You betrayed me, you fuck. I'm looking for you. Was it <laughs> uphill both ways? It was uphill. Six it, feet of snow? There was so many uphills <laughs> and so much snow. And it was always oh, six yeah, feet. Oh, yeah. Where you grew There was I grew up in the Northwest. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I had to walk like four miles. My parents didn't give a fuck. And I didn't like the bus. But no, Christopher Hitchens was walking next to me. I don't remember what he said, but I woke up so fucking ecstatic and vindicated in some way where it was just like, this was, it was one of the most important things in my life and my brain did it to me. <laughs> it was like, it was like the piss your bed thing, but it was actually intellectually nice. So I met Christopher Hitchens right before he died. Uh, and he's, and I'll share this too. Always write to people that you uh, respect. 
That was Christopher Hitchens' lesson. And I regret so much not writing to him. And he's the one that said that in his book, uh, Letters to a Young oh, Contrarian. You failed. I did fail. But I met, it was weird because it was like in my dumb brain, I met him. And this was, I didn't know he was going to die. But I met him right before he died and got to say, you mean a lot to me. And do. But always write those letters, those emails to people that you respect because uh, they do give a shit like they are people and you know maybe they get millions of letters and they will never get tears or whatever but try anyway because uh, it doesn't hurt anything and blah 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 but that was his lesson from letters to a young contrarian and I wish I would have wrote him a letter and there's a couple other people that I wish I would have wrote letters to before they passed so and if you can't write a letter if you can't bring yourself to do that to somebody you respect you can write one to us yeah right <laughs> write, write one to people that don't deserve account. any respect <laughs> 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 all right so did we delve into our dreams enough do you guys think yeah that one i guess so. i was like you, that ride had a loop yeah <laughs> <laughs> i felt like that loop like went fast and then it went like slow and then it went little right through hell yeah we went right through yeah we went through dante's <laughs> inferno a bit well that kind of leads us to another kind of talked about gretchen wilson that was wild. <laughs> <laughs> we went into some deep shit uh this one is sympathy and empathy we're going to talk about another one that you brought up Shaden, and i like this idea mm-hmm. you, you had a, an interesting point about sympathy and what it is compared to empathy yeah i'm getting i'm getting really almost to the point of obsessive about looking into this right now because i'm confounded by an aspect of humanity and i want to make that's what i do when things bother me i research them to death and try to make sense of them so i can (laughs) but uh that's healthy and or probably scary yeah it's both (laughs) it's a bit of both not mutually exclusive right it's Um, a spectrum it's good well no the thing that bothers me is is and it's regardless of the subject you could apply it to a lot of different subjects but it seems like people are really quick to to tell other people how like the, they're supposed to feel empathy for somebody that they're, they're that they're not connected with they've never met they don't even they've never experienced what that person's experienced and yet you're supposed to have this deep empathy automatically for those people and and if you don't then you're a piece of shit let me uh, just clarify where you're maybe going with this would that be like so as an example on the news you know locally they show an incident happening here and then the first 30 are like thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers that kind of stuff is that what you're talking about or somebody actually yeah that would be that would be a a minor minor example but it's like or more if you want to stick with that example and uh if somebody was in the comments and they were, you know, interested in the, in like the clinical details of it rather than being like, Oh man, like that, they don't comment on the empathetic part of things. And then people go on there and they go, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, why don't you want, like, don't you feel bad for them? Like how you, so the social, what, what if it was you, you know, what if this thing, A, B, C, or D happened to you or it was affecting you or so you the know? social pressure to be automatically sympathetic or empathetic to a situation you have nothing to do. That has with. nothing to do with you. That yeah. Or, sense. or n- nor does it have, have anything to do with the people that are piling on so that That's makes more. me think they're fucking lying like right. you don't really care about it yeah and i'm like and, and i thought maybe i'm just a piece of shit you know because i'm just like well am i just not capable of caring about things that don't affect me but like the more <laughs> i'm researching it it's like no human beings they're making don't it up really, yeah they don't really have the 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 emotional bandwidth to actually feel empathy towards something that 
it has nothing to do with them. I think it's a social media game. Well, I really absolutely. do think. I mean, that virtue signaling has a weird political connotation to it now, but it virtue signaling is disgusting. It is a real thing. And it's, it's a gross. real thing yeah. and it's gross. Yeah. The, the the connotations aside, it's a, it's a shitty behavior to engage in because yes. it's like you're basically. I think it makes you worse than somebody who admits that they don't care because yes. you're you're being you're being fake, fake and then morality. you have the audacity to attack somebody else yeah. who isn't choosing to be fake along with you. So that's not about morality. It's some sort of game. It's some sort of social hierarchy game. Like really I said enough things and I said the right thing at the right time. I showed the right fucking emojis and I, you didn't. And I then. clearly care more than you because exactly. I... I am better than you. I, that's I, I exactly what so it is. Virtue for me. It's super. It's super cringy gaslighting from where I'm yeah. standing. You yeah, know? it's, it's pretending just like, it's something's like you, not. That's I'm, real. I'm this huh. way, and you should feel that way. And if you don't, you're fucking out of your mind. There's right. something wrong with you, not me. Don't look at me. <laughs> There's shit wrong with that guy because yeah. he's being honest. <laughs> and usually, you want to look into their life, and it's like, oh no, you were all fucked up because you're a huge hypocrite. And, uh, yeah, and I mean we're all hypocrites yeah. on, on some level, like to yeah, some you, degree. But we're most all people hypocrites. don't. Be, but you try not to be, right? That's isn't that the if goal? you're if you're not being a piece of shit. Yeah, you try not to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean. well, humility in your virtue is probably pretty good too. Like, like the the idea of virtue signaling that I knew about before it became political was, say, a company spends a million dollars on getting a bunch of kids backpacks and back to school shit. And then they spend like $10 million to start an advertising campaign, bring cameras into the classroom and show all these kids, spend $10 million to say, we here at DuPont fucking spent a million dollars on kids. Right. We're kick ass. Look at me. And that's, that's what people do with social media. They're like, it's weird to without me that the that money and without works. the helping people, it's just pointless jerking off into the fucking cyberspace. It's just weird to me that that shit even works. Like those, those weird advertising campaigns. It's like, how, who's, who's buying that? How, exactly. <laughs> like what a, like I how find it old do you think anytime, I am? Anytime Four? a company presents themselves to me in that way, I'm like, Oh fuck you! Like, <laughs> I'm oh, not man. buying a cheeseburger for three months. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I will. Principal, dude. I okay. I, now I got to share this story. So I watch baseball highlights. There's a I watch them on YouTube, and I just watch like a nine minute synop, whatever of the game, uh, recap of the game. There's always there was a direct TV commercial where it was just. I mean, I do a little bit of animation here and there, and it was just this cheesy fucking. And it was a dumb song. It was a baseball thing, and they're like, "You you like baseball? You should probably check out Direct TV's baseball thing, thirty nine ninety nine." But it was just so stupid, and they played it over and over again. I was like, "Fuck this! Fuck your goddamn stupid company! I will never." I'll never even do anything that you want me ever. I won't even watch it this. I'm going to turn my head. I'll turn my head and turn the volume off until it's over. And so I was just like, fuck this company that can never win me back. Then they did a commercial on the same company, same platform. I've, it's Ken Griffey Jr. and the other Mariners from the 90s. And they're like, it's dressed up like Ghostbusters. And I'm like, oh, these are great. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. is so cute. Look at him. He's such a sweet guy. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. You I'm know, eating those words. Fuck. Subway lost me at their jingle, the $5 foot long. Really? I thought that was so stupid. I never ate another Subway. It's been any, a long any, time. Well any done. Five. $5. Oh. $5 foot. Please don't hit me. That's so funny. to be the, Imagine being the songwriter. It's like, I made this jingle. It made me $30,000. So the subway bought it and did it. And it's like, you ruined people for that. For that. You ruined, you walked people away with your shitty song. You, you <laughs> away from, you should meet that guy and tell him that like, you're so bad at writing songs jingles are or so, you're so good at it. Jingles are so, so in my weird, head. man. They make me mad. Jingles make me angry. And there's some that I really like. Like, do you guys are, this is a very Northwest thing. I think. 
Fred Myers is only around here, right? Like in the in the on the Pacific North. I think so. Area. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, but do you remember the old Fred Meyer song in the commercial? Well, once you sing it, when I'm, you sing it, it's going to be stuck in my what's head. What's on your list today? Oh God! Oh, You'll God. find it at Fred, Fred Meyer. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> and I was like, man, like that that that's a winner. But in in <laughs> in the scheme of my life, jingles make me angry as a musician because I'm like somebody was just like beep 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 beep, beep dude <laughs> on a piano, yep. and they made way more money than I'll ever make on any of my songs that I carved pieces of my soul out. <laughs> you want to hear something <laughs> to terrible? Forge. The most money I've ever made off of anything musically so far has been off jingles. Ah, yeah. You're out of the band. I've done a couple, <laughs> I've done a few jingles. There's one in Spokane that I did that I got paid really well for. Uh, it's peace of mind head chops it's like peace of mind is where you will find find your peace at peace of mind pound for pound we're the dopest shop around find your peace at peace of mind and i got paid a bunch of money for that it was my friend too but it was like uh, you know and then well, I, I did another one for a company part of uh, me wants to be like fuck you you, you want to punch out. me in the face and, and another part of me is like get that money get that money <laughs> it paid the rent for like three months man uh but there was another one that i did and i beat out uh the person that wrote the theme song t- for laverne and shirley which is a great fucking theme song uh yeah but i but here's how i beat it out I actually did uh, I did a cowboy voice in the because I did the voiceover too I did a cowboy voice in the voiceover and then I sang the song but then I pitched it up into a female voice and I had this program that made it sound they're like well we really want a girl I'm like don't worry I work with a great female singer she knows just you know did a, and, you and it was did just it. me and I got paid even more money for that one and that was great because it was like hire some, a singer yeah I didn't have to hire shit <laughs> and I was doing it on a really I That's had a shitty microphone you were in a good scam there I like I, that music is that way it really yeah. is there's gatekeepers and then there's a bunch of money but there's a lot of gatekeepers yeah. that will keep you out but no uh, jingles are very I wrote to be fair I wrote to be peace fair. of mind like 12 versions of it and then I changed it for him because he's my buddy when he wanted to or like it's seasonal will you give me a give me a Cheech and Chong kind of vibe or give me a you know I, he, I did it many times so he's like give me a rap vibe and it's like okay and <laughs> cool. blah 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 so I think I'm just it. jealous that you have that capability like I <laughs> oh. can't like, if people asked me to write a jingle once I like it was a friend of mine and I said that I would try and then I never did because, which makes me a piece of shit and if you ever hear this I'm so sorry <laughs> I, I told you I tried but I lied now I'm honest <laughs> on podcast I didn't try I really <laughs> thought I could do it but I don't have it in me to do to do it like everything I write I mean you know you're in a band with me like everything yeah. I write is very like visceral and like fucking like I'm like here's you're my vomiting. here's yeah. my guts yeah, like I don't them, do you know, art. Like I can't. Yeah. I don't do art with paint. I bleed, exactly. and then I put the blood. Which on the makes canvas. me a pretentious yeah. cunt. Is really what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, I, I, you're but I'm better legit, than you. You're, yeah, there you go. You're a legit artist. That's the difference, I think, for a lot of folks. Did um, you go with uh, sympathy and empathy as far as you wanted? Oh, that's what I was going to ask. No, you. actually, no. So, so to come back to that, I looked. I found a study this week, and I was reading through the cliff notes because it was long it was actual study so i was like i can't read all this reading the abstract i was reading the abstract on it and um they were talking about like the where whether or not you can actually feel empathy for something that you that that you can't observe they said you can they determined you can feel empathy for something you haven't experienced but you can't actually experience empathy for something that you haven't observed you know like so if you can't if you can't if you can't see it no i mean empathy sympathy you can feel sympathy for something that you haven't observed just because you can imagine it and you can go oh yeah that would suck and then you can manufacture some like yeah i feel bad for that that sucks but you don't feel it you know like right no i agree you know 
And they were even saying that there's like a preliminary evidence that's out there now for like what they're calling mirror neurons, which mm-hmm. is like when you're actually uh, observing somebody in person, it like it these these mirror neurons. I'm why I'm pointing at my chest. Neurons live in your in yeah. your belly button. Yeah, they do. <laughs> well, that's when we watch somebody get kicked in the balls. That's where you feel it. It's right above your your yeah, crotch that's area. True. It's Maybe right that's in why there. Yeah, yeah. Your neurons. Yeah. That is the, that <laughs> is. Not me, my neurons. Oh, my neurons are feeling for you. That is the deepest form of empathy. I think is yep. a guy watching another guy get hit really hard in the balls. Yep. <laughs> yep. Women have to have that. I bet when they watch another woman give birth, Child I bet birth, they're like probably yeah. The empathy's through the roof. Yeah. And yeah. And ours is very simple. Like, oh, that guy took that bike tire to the balls. Oh, <laughs> it's like I, I feel it for you, brother. I don't know what you went through. I don't care yeah. if you killed sixteen. You're probably whatever. a bad person, but in this moment, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not the way to end it. Yeah, but yeah. So it, I kind of felt vindicated by that. And who knows? It was just one study. They could be wrong, I guess. But um, I'm just tr- I'm just looking at, at source material or whatever I can find. But it's super interesting because it's and I was like, oh, part great. of our so morality. That, that means those people are fucking liars. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. If, you, if they're not seeing it or experiencing it firsthand, they can't possibly be feeling empathy for it, which means they're fucking liars. And that's the signal. So don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> stop it. Quit doing that to you me. You can pick out the ones that have real empathy, because they're the ones that are don't making post comments. On shit. Yeah, don't don't post that shit and or commenting on their related rate relatability because they've been through it and like hey you know give me a call or you know actually yeah. trying to interject to be some sort of help as opposed to just appeasing with words and then wanting to be rewarded because i took the time to say you know gosh i'm sorry or i have sympathy for you yeah but if well, you really care see if you can lend a hand but the thing is it doesn't is, mean shit to me either when like if i've ever if if people are like reaching out to me like you know like not not one-on-one but like say I, back when i used to post things on facebook like my dog dying you know like somebody just being like oh man sorry bro like nice of them i don't dislike them for doing that but that doesn't mean shit to me you know right. as it doesn't to most people it's just a platitude you know which is like right. okay fine you know but like if i want to if i want to show a, genu- a genuine display of empathy to somebody I won't. I won't do it publicly. I'll even be at your house it jerking yeah, you off. I'll, I'll come over and better. give you a BJ, you know, <laughs> for support. Right. No, but I'll I'm send you. Remember that. I'll send you. <laughs> Jeff's got a serious face. We live together. It's like I feel like I missed a lot of opportunities. A lot of opportunities. I've grown. Apparently, living with me changed your future. That's what happened. In not a way that I expected. But it's welcome. It's welcome. You know what I mean? I'll send him a message or something. Right. Or I'll call him, you know, or I'll, I'll be no, like, hey, let's really go get a beer or something. Or, you know. <laughs> hey, under the right now circumstances just, for the right fella. You not, now, you're just hoping, <laughs> now you're just hoping to be on the list. <laughs> that, we talked about this before we did this episode, but it, this makes me think of the monkey's fear. And I hope you guys will check out. I believe his name is John Wong. And he, he I read it in Cracked Magazine, I think is what it was. And you don't usually find really deep philosophical things in Cracked Magazine. Uh, it's usually a bunch of crap about movies and stuff. But this one was called The Monkey Sphere. And the premise of it stuck with me. And I published my own magazine. I ripped this guy off. I, I told, I said everybody was John Wong and it was from Crack, But I just published it without anybody fucking telling me. I was a small enough magazine. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> but I published it four times because the point of my magazine was like, here's some cool things I learned. I hope you guys... This things is, I learned this week. This, yeah, exactly. This no, seems valuable. Nobody was learning it, so you just kept putting it out. I just kept putting it out. Well, every time I'd redo my magazine, like I had four different names for it. I was like the Lilac City Nightmare, the LCN Nightlife, the Nightlife Network. So I'd just be like, well, new new episode again. Let's do, or new issue. Let's put in the Monkey Sphere again. We know that'll be fucking, they'll talk about that at the water cooler. But here's the idea. 150 <laughs> people is in your Monkey Sphere. Those are the people that you can see as a 3D character in your life that you have 
empathy, sympathy, whatever you can muster as far as morality and caring for somebody. Outside of that, I've heard things outside of the Monkey Sphere article where it was just, you know, maybe we have up to 500 people or 1,000 people that we know and that we can maybe do these Monkey Sphere things with uh, interchangeably. But the Monkey Sphere is 150. That's all I remember him saying. And this is, again, cracked. So who knows? But you see 3D characters in those people only. And the way he demonstrated that is like what we talked about outside, where if your dog dies, that is way more important to you than if somebody you know, their mom dies. Or, you know, maybe maybe your best friend, it would be different because you'd have a relationship with that mom. But somebody that you know at work, their mom dies. It's a person. And it means so much tragedy to them. But the dog means more to you. You care more about that person's mom who died than you do about people across the country uh, where a hundred of them died in a bus fire or some shit. You care more about that bus fire of those hundred kids that you've never met than more in the United States than you do about a million people that died in a tsunami in another country somewhere. Yeah, right. And so that's how the monkey sphere works. We're incapable, just like what your point is. It's basically the monkey sphere backs up your point a thousand percent where it's like we're lying to ourselves. If we, if we think that there's somebody out there that's like, I care about so things so much. You should be like me. You could all be like me where I care about everyone in a very important and meaningful way. It's like, no, you don't. You don't. In fact, you thinking that way probably makes it so the people that you should be caring about probably get less caring because right, right. you're busy trying to hug the world or some shit. I get really deeply upset about that. Maybe, maybe irrationally so, but it, it bothers me a lot because I think empathy is super important and I'm, you know, for people that I've chosen to have in my inner circle, I'm extremely empathetic. Like I'm, I, I, I pick up on their shit. I pay attention. I try to like live their life with them, you know, on their terms as much as I can, as far as just being present, you know, but so, but I, I admit You're doing that a I, terrible job. I admit Shane, that I've, I've <laughs> needed you several times. So you've ignored my pleas. I'm getting around you. You're, you're, <laughs> I can only do one at a time. I don't have that much bandwidth. <laughs> fair. That's fair. I'm low on the list. It's okay. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I, it, I think it... it bothers me because I admit I feel like I have a pretty decent capacity for being empathetic towards people but I reckon I'm the first one to recognize that I only have a certain amount of bandwidth to dedicate to that like I can't I don't have the I don't have the energy to truly care to the point of feeling somebody else's plight for too many people I just can't do it right you know because it's like that's like that's like saying I'm I'm in love with 800 people. Right. You cannot be. There's not enough of you. Right. <laughs> you know. You got a big heart, but that's a very small piece of heart you that everyone gets. You just can't. You know. So it's like I think I get so angry when people make it make it seem as though and. We all know these people. Maybe mm-hmm. we've been these people in the past to some degree. Yeah, right. But but they're just going around like every time there's something, they just are like they're like acting like they're this paragon of it like they i can feel i feel empathy for everybody and mm-hmm. anybody who doesn't is a piece of shit yeah and it's like fuck i'm human solidarity man or, or woman fuck you I, man i want to show you that i care more about you than anybody else that makes you a That'd piece be, of shit that makes you a piece of shit that's, that's like, really gonna be that's like somebody you, who's man. literally mentally ill and then somebody sees that and goes i know like i'm the i'm the most mentally ill i can be right. mentally ill better than all of you and they right. they don't they, they're just like kind of depressed in the winter you know it's just like <laughs> fuck you right stop pretending it is <laughs> all of this is pretending i mean a lot of the things we've talked about today are us pretending i mean why are underwear and bra- and bikinis different 
arbitrary bullshit. We pretend that they are. Yeah, and are, <laughs> for can, reasons. can we all be so human, like so solidarity? We can have solidarity with everyone. Da, da, da. No, not really. No, we don't even know everyone. Well, like I always say, and the you rules do. of society do not match what we are as animals. It right, never will. No. We're no, trying to be something yeah. different. Everybody's We're trying to be better. An NPC to you until they're not. Yeah, exactly. That and, is, and the sometimes they become one again later. <laughs> it's like, well, I put you in the sphere, tried it out. Don't think so. <laughs> not working out. Get back out there and dumb shit land with the two Ds. Well, yeah. I think that I think that I don't. I'm not a fan of one size fits all equations either. I think there's definitely people that have a larger capacity for empathy than other people, and some people yeah. have none at all. You know, but right. but I think it was. I think I got this from a movie, but it always kind of stuck with me. Came became part of my. Um, <laughs> my personal philosophy it was probably mm-hmm. 10,000 BC somebody somebody who's seen that movie and tell me if I'm right I was this. I was gonna watch but, that recently but but, I mean, yeah. but uh it's actually a good movie I mean it's old it's and horribly it's, inaccurate it's, it is horribly inaccurate but it's a fun movie <laughs> okay so but the the guy in it I believe he was like talking to it was like a sagely moment but he said every man because he's talking in the context of like warrior in the tribe you know he goes mm-hmm. every every man draws a circle around himself some men's circle are only big enough for them other men's circle are big enough for them and their family and then there are other men whose circle are for you know a whole tribe hundreds of people and he's like but there are very few men whose circle include like they try to take care of anybody that they can possibly reach Mm. you know and i was like yeah that's totally true and i think that that's that's a great that's a great analogy for how empathy works too i mean some people can feel empathy for as many people as they can reach but if you can't reach them in any way you don't you will not convince me you feel empathy for them if they're a complete and total stranger to you and so is their situation is something you've never been through nor are you there witnessing it you don't feel empathy for them what they're just what they might be saying is like if i did know them i would feel who cares i know exactly (laughs) that's no good to anybody jerking off in the cyberspace again (laughs) Yeah. yeah but i'd rather be around people that do try and care than uh than people that actively don't give a fuck that are I, well maybe not I, maybe i just misspoke i don't know i, I would just prefer I like, them to I like be human honest solidarity about it. like it, just, absolutely you know, if you don't give a fuck just say you don't give yeah, a fuck i respect give that a fuck, i want to know i don't pretend like you do right yeah. but i like I, I like the idea of i don't know what it was it's it's kind of like an ancient ancient tradition that you want to think seven generations ahead you know we live in a society now where you know baby boomers they didn't know what was going on, but they they were part of a system that literally didn't look ahead to the gen- the generations that are trying they to buy from homes. my generation. Yeah. <laughs> they, they basically said, "Well, we're going to put it on the credit card, and the grandkids are going to pay for it." And I don't think that the only, the way I want you to empathize with people, if if I could have my wish, is to just think more generations down the road, where it's like, should we use all the Colton? Maybe, maybe it'll get, make it so we can make those generations live for 500 years a piece or whatever. Or maybe we make it so it's ridiculous. Such a small percentage of us that actually makes those that those kind of impactful decisions. Oh, so, you know, it's like, right. it's like, We're like I say, it's easy to, to be days. like the that generation, but it was really just some like a small number of people from oh, yeah. that generation and that fucked it, it for no, everybody. Baby boomers like, were the like, kids. My dad wouldn't write a check that I had to fucking pay for exactly. later. You know, but they were but the kids. They, they were the ones that were. Yeah, their culture was taught. Like, hey, put it on the credit card. Yeah. The credit's new. And so, I mean, it's not a new concept, and it's certainly not new to destroying countries. It's actually, the Romans did that, and other yeah. places have done yeah. that. But it's certainly new to where people are like, oh, I want that now, and I can't afford it. I'm going to get it and pay it off. And, and we did that as a country. We're like, oh, we want that bridge now, or we'll make grandkids pay for it. And it's mm-hmm. like, don't do that. Yeah. Think seven generations ahead. Clean up after yourself. Fucking try and leave things better than you found it. I don't know. <laughs> I agree with you. Empathy, empathy is a super, super valuable thing. You know, the, the world could use more of it. 
honestly. I'll, you know, oh, yeah. it's just like, but but also it's the best part of humanity. But, but one I think of the best I think parts. that's part of, another part of why it makes me so mad when it's disingenuine, or disingenuous, not genuine, not genuine, yeah, <laughs> less than genuine. When it less sucks than dick. genuine, right? Because uh, because it's like it's like it's like counterfeit money. It's like we have this system and it, it serves a purpose, and you're fucking ruining it. You're diluting <laughs> it, and you're you're making fun of it, and it's not cool, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> not cool, man. <laughs> you know, hundred percent agree. The rug really ties the room together. <laughs> <laughs> how do we? How do we even get close to? telling ourselves this is people it's like we need to be more honest and and careful with our words and more nuanced with our thoughts you're honest careful with <laughs> as, our words or being honest both Which one do you want well, <laughs> yeah, no, careful fair. in the, in the <laughs> careful in the mo- in the mode of honesty like try not to just be so flippant and don't use wiggle words and don't be hyperbolic all the time and don't just fucking steel man everything motherfuckers let's all be engineers like i need a quarter inch screw that's it. Instead of like, well, I might need a screw of some kind. Bring it, it could probably be a nail. I don't know. Fucking hammer. Bring me the hammer. It's like, why the fuck are you talking about? Be specific so we yeah. can solve some problems. Be more mindful is what you're saying, right? I don't know what I'm saying okay. at this point. Jeff's looking at me like, dude, what? Where's this going, man? What are you yammering on Zach about? Zach feels some kind of way, and he really feels. I, he really feels it. I like the sound of my voice. I'm just blah 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 blah. Listen to me, and not those two right now. I'm talking now. No, all right. How about we move along to our last little topic of uh, kind of philosophy? Is living busy? I don't know if it's philosophy or not, but we'll find some in there, I'm sure. But the mm-hmm. idea of, uh, what is it, hustle, the, the hus, respect the hustle. Respect the hustle. Are we going to uh, call it the hustle, or is it really just learning how to live with discipline? I don't know. In if, general. Well, discipline, you know, is part of living hustling. Uh, but living busy like this, like, what, what's the word I'm trying to go for? Uh, it's like kick-ass culture, but I'm trying to think of what it's called. Yeah, trying to it's the grind shove 80 yeah, hours a week culture. into a 40 hour week yeah that kind of thing like is it good for us is it bad for work. us i've talked about it on the inside shit and the inside scooper uh, a couple times with monique uh, people were concerned that i was you know with five podcasts we we're gonna burn out and all that kind of stuff and it's like i like to make things i mean if i'm not doing these podcasts i will be up all night every day writing songs or making music videos or doing some other dumb things that i like to do it's just the way I roll. And podcasts happen to be the thing that I'm super into at the moment and super passionate about doing cartoons and all that stuff. Um, I did watch Dan like hustle in a way that, that I, when I first got on there, like he and I would end emails back and forth where it's like all hail the hustle because I respected the shit out of that. I, I've run businesses my whole life and, and you wear 10 hats and you work fucking 18 hour days and you make a dollar an hour at the best and you know you kind of at the end of the day when you're like in the midst of struggling you kind of want to pat yourself on the back it's like i fucking work my ass off though i hustle Mm -hmm. i'm part of the hustle culture i think that's what i was going for but i'm not sure you know after working with dan for several years and after doing this for i mean this is my way of being is just to hustle and shit which maybe is not good for me and maybe i'll die sooner but with a guy like dan man like when your plate is so full like that i totally could empathize with him where it was like there's times where even the most fun thing that you do is just like, I can't do it. I'm so tired. Like I can't imagine him when you go from one big research paper to the next, to the next. And he's also being a comedian, which was like, you guys know as doing podcasts and and performing and being comedians and, you know, and parties and stuff like that. It takes some energy to entertain people and to, to do that for two and a half hours to 
bring your A game all the time on top of all that. That dude, he's, he's, I always said this to everyone. He's like, he's probably the hardest person in Hollywood or hardest working, hardest working. Yeah. yeah the he's hardest. Also the he's hardest. also, he's got <gasps> the hardest cock. So hard. He has <laughs> the hardest cock in Hollywood. <laughs> and there's a lot of hard plastic cocks there. Um, but no, I, I respected him. But at the end of it all, I mean, there has been some damage done for sure. Like yeah. Dan's a, a brilliant guy and he's, he's probably fine and stuff. But, uh, you know, when I left time suck, there was the office, there was some animosity between people and they're not, nobody was angry at each other and stuff. It was just like, we worked really hard together here and we hustled and we have really high expectations and there's no way to meet them all. There's yeah. no way to, to, well, to make it work. There's just to some people, I wish more people, but no animosity. I love Dan and all those guys over committing and under deliver and trying not to under deliver is the ultimate challenge hmm. in life. Right. I yeah. mean, that's really what it's about and you have to have and, and having your plate that full it gives you purpose every minute of the day i love that i love that i mean i just retired so you know throughout getting into my career and you know i mean prior to getting into law enforcement i worked three jobs at all times you know one time i was going to college and working three jobs which was I got rid of college because i was dumb but <laughs> keep saying that shut your hole really <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh no, I wasn't dumb. College was dumb. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I got enough. completely. I got agree. A's and bought the wrong books. <laughs> so, um, so now, I mean, you know, and working all the overtime that I worked regularly throughout my whole career. Yeah, you hustled hard. To now just shut that off. I mean, just to turn that off and and have this time now where I don't really have anything specific going on. I'm sp everyone's like, oh, just relax and enjoy yourself. I, I don't. I have to learn. I don't know how to do that. I mean, I have to keep my days full of activities, whether it be projects or, you know, going and doing fun. I, I have a great time hunting and fishing and doing all that. I mean, I love to do that. But there still carries a certain amount of guilt with that because it's like a, this is fun for me, but I'm not really being productive. And that's why this that's where this really comes in, where I really want to be able to dedicate 60, 80 hours a week to doing these kinds of projects and you right. know, podcasting art projects and, mm -hmm. and, and, and get into some other things. Because I need to maintain that right. to keep me happy. I, it, it gives me purpose. Same. And when you lose your, I didn't lose my purpose really, but a large part of what I stood for and did for a long time just came to a screeching halt Right. You know, at my decision. But that doesn't mean that it's easy to deal with. So no. now I have to basically learn how to relive and rebuild up that hustle. Right. But you will. Because and, 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 you know, it. And until I do that, I won't feel like I'm being a productive individual. Fair enough. And you'll beat yourself up the whole time. Oh, right? absolutely. Because that's what I do. I beat the shit out of myself because it makes me better. Yeah. I've been lucky since I was probably really my whole adult life, minus a few jobs here and there. I just go from project to project to project, looking for a project that I can live in kind of thing. Like like Sovereign is a project where I'm like, I live in this project now. And I, I found my musical project that I want to do forever. Like these projects that I do, like magazines or these podcasts and stuff, they're they make you busy, but they're f I I live such a I'm so thankful for how busy I am. Like when I'm in the midst of it, and it's like, man, I wish I could go to bed, or I wish I could do, had time to eat or something. It's like, no, this is what I do. I mean, if I had, I have my choice right now. I'm kind of living my dream, where it's like, I you know, I can do this, and so it's almost like because of this project, whatever it takes, and that's where my brain is. So it's like. 
if I'm the only one wearing the hat, I will wear every hat and I will fucking do my best to check off every box. If I have help, then we'll divvy it up and blah, blah, blah. But the hustling is like, just happens because there's deadlines for the week and stuff. So to mm. me, it does, it just feels natural. Like, oh, but, fuck yeah. But with each, I get four hours of sleep this day and three hours that day and then 12 that day. So fuck yeah, whatever. But what's more <laughs> important than all than sleep, quite frankly, is that sense of accomplishment. Yeah. You get addicted to the sense of accomplishment. I'm so addicted to it. Uh, and, and I think, <laughs> I wish more people in the world were. Hmm. Get addicted to accomplishment. You want to go out and accomplish more shit. Yeah, I mean, big time. That seems pretty reasonable, right? Yeah, I mean, every time we do an album, it's like this thing that we put together. Really, every recording session for a song, it's like this. It doesn't matter what it takes. Like we, I mean, how many times have has Jake been up till you know who knows how many days in a row Jake's up doing these things? Yeah, he's Sovereign's audio engineer as well as the bass player and slide guitar player. You know, we'll hustle for the band and we'll hustle through for shows. I don't know. I think it's part of if you like what you do, you'll hustle naturally. I think there's a lot of people that they hear the rhetoric of the hustle culture. You got to do this. You got to do that. That's, that's what annoys me about, you know, a lot of the, I don't know, business like motivators or something like, like that. Like Gary Vee. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I, I know Gary that guy. But, I, do, but, I do too. But, but, they, but he gets a little much sometimes. <laughs> well, I, I don't even know. I mean, I don't watch those, but it just seems like so kind of like the thing we were talking about before where it's just disingenuous. It's like, well, fake it. Pretend that you've got this passion for this thing. And it's like, well... I don't hear anybody saying fake you... until you make it anymore. I, I hope not. I yeah. hear, I hear at least the people I listen to. Like, they're oh. like, no, dude, put in the work. Yeah, and okay. the work's going to be if the work's 120 hours this week. Then that's what it takes. <laughs> that's what you do. I think fake it till you make it to me has kind of become. Uh, it's it's what I it, I I kind of save that for when I'm feeling like I'm feeling disconnected from the things that I'm hustling on. You know what I mean? Like so, so for me, it's like most of what I hustle towards is, is art. I mean, I've, I've always worked pretty much full-time jobs, but every time I'm not working, I'm doing something that's like related somehow to art. I'm just passionate about art. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I, I go through periods of time where like, I, I can't connect with it. Like I don't feel it. I'm just doing it, but it's not, I don't, I don't feel the passion for it. And that's probably true of anybody who works hard at anything. Like you feel passionate oh, about it for a while and then you, yeah, get, but you get burnt out and you're like, fuck, I don't even know if I like, why am I doing this? I don't feel anything anymore, but that's when I remind myself, I'm like, yeah, but you're going to care again at some point. And if you let it slip now, then future you is going to be pissed off that you just let it drop. Like all that, all that momentum, you just let it drop because what you didn't feel it. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> I <cool>. think <clears throat> keep it up. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> well, I think of what you're saying. You, what you do is you go on a cruise control, and I mean, if you just even we can go back on relationships. Think about not even necessarily intimate relationships, but relationships throughout your life. A lot of times, you know, you'll spend a lot of time with somebody, but then it gets to the point where it's almost too much, or you're just not interested. So it goes on cruise control for a while, where either you might be hanging out, or you just don't see each other for a while, and take that break. But then it's up to you: do you jump back into that? friendship or relationship again and, and make something of it or not yeah well that's exactly what i'm saying i don't do with my my shit like i won't i won't take a break from it like even if when i when i'm feeling that way or i'm like ah, i don't really feel this or i don't know if like this is really worth it i push hard i force myself to push harder then because i'm like i feel like for some reason i feel like that's when it matters the most so let me yeah. also i'm just taking like writing a song for example or maybe you're writing a bunch of songs at one time and you're kind of getting burnt out on doing it um once you start accomplishing things or you have one that you actually like, does that re-motivate you? It can. Fuck yeah. 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 yeah, for sure. Absolutely. When, when you put out a product that you actually like instead mm -hmm. of just 
you're like, ah, I could have been better. Yeah. It, we're it always trying to sure. write songs that we do like, it, unless we're writing jingles. Songwriting is an interesting one for me because there's, it can go the other way for me too, where I'll, I'll finish a song that I've been working on and I'll get it, I'll get it polished up and then I'll, I'll just feel empty, you know, like, really? I, like I'll be happy with it. But then out in the space afterwards, I'm just kind of like, I, there's a void in me now where that lived for a while and oh, now, fair it's, enough, now yeah. it's done. So I'm just kind of like, you that know, makes sense. Yeah. And it, it almost makes me a little bit uh, despondent sometimes. Like, it's just like, it's just take it that that energy's gone now, you know, like it's well, out even, there. Even mm-hmm. Zach told me, and I, sh- I need to try this because I recently you're like, sit down and write 10 songs. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't because that's not my writing style. Right. It at all. Something you. just comes into my head, I get a thought and I can write with that. Then I might not write again for three or four more months, you know, or sometimes right. I'll have a couple things. But I would like to actually, I need to try and sit and do that just to see if I can and probably be able to relate more with what you're saying as far as that particular subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I wonder, so on the living busy idea, did we evolve this way or is this something from society now because of, say, you know, Western capitalism? Or I think it's really an individual thing, you know, because like I don't, and I, I don't recommend this level of hustle for everybody necessarily no, i think i would yeah. i would recommend maybe everybody give it a shot and see how it sits with you you know and like and like there's a difference i think between because you brought up d- discipline like living with discipline and i think that you can live with discipline and still not hustle you know you can be very disciplined about not hustling like you i mean like fucking well yeah like like of... like monk buddhist monks that live in temples are super disciplined about that but they're yeah. not necessarily hustling they're just they're just hyper focused on on their what they've decided are going to be yeah. their outlines you know so but but if that's their ambition in life then at least they're hustling that same ambition and yeah. are disciplined in it yeah and i mean i think i'm disciplined you and I agree on that shit. I think discipline is crucial to finding fulfillment in in your life. But the, the hustling thing, I think that there's, there's pros and cons because hustle to me, when you say hustle, it's, it's working your ass off because you want a certain result and then working your ass off some more and then doing it some more, you know, and like to the point of where it's exhausting you every single day. But maybe here's where the hustle becomes more of a lifestyle as opposed to just something to accomplish and it's maybe it's when so like you just said you hustle because you have a you have a an an intended outcome Mm -hmm. when the journey to get to that outcome becomes more important to you than the end result that is when you that becomes a lifestyle for you it's kind of like somebody who likes to walk is going to walk further than somebody that just has a destination to get to because they think about the guy that's walking. He loves that journey on that walk. Right. Right. Or when you, when you change your diet and you're like, I want to get skinny for summer. And it's like, no, I just want to change to the way I eat forever so that I fucking eat healthy for it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, when somebody just wants to get to a destination, they might bitch and whine and cry the whole way there, but at least they got there and then they get there. And then, then what else? What, what next? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. There, there could be a bit of that to it. But I think, I mean, if we're going to take that, that metaphor, like the guy who's walking, if he doesn't have a destination, then he doesn't have any reason to hurry either. You know, like if you, you, you hustle in my mind because, because you have a destination in mind, you know, and it's like, oh, they can certainly feed each other for sure. Yeah. But it's, I hustle because the destination is, if the destination is the only goal, I think ultimately you will burn out. But if you like the new journey and like to do new things all the time and and be creative such as you guys do. Uh, I think that fire can burn for a hell of a lot longer. That doesn't mean that you can't stop and take a break. 
yeah at I, some point i'm super good I at being lazy as fuck i can be when it's time to be lazy it's like well i'm gonna gain 20 pounds you i'm gonna yeah i get super. you in particular really like to shorten up your time to work like you like to have that crunch you like crunch time. oh yeah i do you're a fourth quarter guy i do yeah for sure <laughs> yeah yeah the way i look at Scatcast, like one of my heroes is uh well south park guys matt and trey parker or trey parker matt stone uh when i found out that they they make the show like last it's done that week and they turn it in like the night of or the morning of that it's due it's like oh those are my people because it's like yeah. that's how i work best i would yeah. turn in my homework I'm it's like same. you need to work on this for three weeks i'd do it that night I, I've and watched I, your intensity and your and your product. If you're on time with something, a lot of times it's not, it's not as, as good, good, right? I've had too much time to fuck with like, it. I got it. Like I said, you're a fourth quarter guy. You're the quarterback to bring in because you're going to win the game. <laughs> I like the, the red zone quarter. and at yeah. two minute. Yeah, <laughs> we have that in common. I've I, I did that all through because and I think I think this is part of why it's for me anyway. Is I I'll look at something and I'll go, okay, that needs to get done. I can probably get that done in about this much time and effort, you know, like I can, I can estimate that fairly accurately because I know me and my capabilities and I have a decent understanding of the thing. You don't want to fuck yourself. So I'm like, okay, so I got that, but that leaves me with the rest of this time that I can can fill other shit with, you know, I can do other things that I want to do. And then I, as long as I make sure I have about that much time left, I can get it done. I'm a hundred percent that way. I'm, I've always been that way. And you wait on doing that instead of just getting this Oh wait. Yeah. No, I don't want to do it at the beginning. I've scheduled it. It's right there. (laughs) It's got to be done right before that. I'm going to do it (laughs) later. (laughs) I always, I always feel like when I do that kind of thing, I regret it when I'm like, I should have had a little bit more time to edit a little bit more time, but then it's like, I'm not going to change. I always work best that way though. I always work best that way like I'm, I'm like i'd rather i'd rather deal with the stress and put out you know something that i'm like yep that's that's me that, the, that's for some reason there's it, a fifth know? gear that comes with stress and normally i turn in things with fourth gear and it's like yeah. I, it's I a think, different lifestyle uh, mine doesn't compare to that so i don't think that works for yeah. me hmm. i think oh, yeah, and you guys, be, you guys are going to hear me say this a lot over the course of this project and i'm going to keep saying it but i think it comes down to balance you know like if you yeah like like even between the the walking versus the destination i think like you were getting at the important thing is having balance between those two things like have a destination but also find figure out a way to find fall in love with the journey you know mm-hmm. and to the point where it doesn't become just like this arduous hill that you're looking up all the time it's like oh i'm here on this hill look there's stuff here you know so it's like but also for if you're trying to hustle it can be a good thing and a bad thing to live that way because you can burn yourself out, you know, or, or, or you, you start developing what, what I've got. And I know you've got it cause we've talked about it, Jeff, but, um, you can't, where you can't relax because you right. beat, you, you beat the shit out of yourself for relaxing when you could right. be doing something productive and that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? No, but that's a, that's a learned behavior that I have to somehow now fix. Yeah. I mean, recognizing I need to fix this. Mm-hmm. Like it's an issue yeah. w- with myself that I don't like. Well, what about hustle culture for everybody around you? Like, as we've been talking about this, it, it makes me think of kids. Like, the reason why I, I don't mind hustle culture, for me, I, I hate saying culture as part of the sentence, but <laughs> I like hustling because my kids are out of the house and they're grown and, and I don't, like, I hustled when I when I first met, I mean, they're my stepkids, I, mess, I met them and I was hustling. I learned that I was missing out on things that I wanted to be a part of while hustling with those kids around and it was like, oh shit all of this means a lot to this kid right now. If I had stopped just for a minute, that's going to mean a lot more to, to him than I would, I would even imagine. So, and I've seen a lot of people in hustle, you know, business owners, all of them are hustling and they have to sac. there's a sacrifice. So what does this culture do 
to these kids? Should these kids look at their parents and say, fuck yeah, dad, fuck yeah, mom, I'm going to hustle like that too because I want something? Or do they look at it like, you abandoned me for half my time. Like, I don't give a shit about money that you leave me and stuff. We could have gone and played baseball in the yard a hundred yeah. times, you know? Definitely catch 22. And there again, Jaden's balance. I mean, yeah. And you have, you have to be, and as the hustler, you got to be honest with yourself. What can you, you know? do? What can you, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I'm hustling. I got a lot to do, but really what is 15, 20 minutes to put down what I'm doing right. and go, uh, you know, play catch. Or, or whatever, play Barbies, fuck, whatever. Yeah. And actually, you, uh, I had a conversation with your wife kind of about this, too, where she's actually learned how to... So it takes me longer to do stuff, but I can put stuff down now. Yeah. And say no. Like, yeah. I think that's one thing that people that like to be busy... I mean, I'm the worst at this. I will fill my plate so full with so many things. And I don't, I don't like to say no for various reasons. For my own ego, I'm like, I can do it. But as I get older, I'm like, no, I can't. But, <laughs> you know, and it's also I want to help people and... and you know, it's like when you're when you're in the midst of stuff, you're like, of course I can do that too. And da, 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 da. But you have to learn how to say no when you're hustling, because then you just you, the plate eats you. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> well, if you think about it, we had to develop this podcast, so we actually had time to get together and talk. Exactly, this is lovely. None of us really have the right <laughs> enough time, time to, to just hang, hang out. out. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's you, <laughs> there's part of the reason that I'm so close with you guys is because the only people in my life that can really tolerate me on a regular basis are people that are also that that way. They have that that's nature true, yeah. of just like hustling because it's like the other people that aren't doing that still love them and, and bless those of you that still put up with me even though I constantly like blow you off and forget to talk you know <laughs> reply to your text messages and stuff it's not because I don't like you it's just because he's speaking for me too right I, now I, just, I just I just can't like I'm I'm so like hyper focused on the shit that I'm doing and jumping from straight from one thing to the next thing and pulling shit off by the skin of my teeth it's just like I don't really have time to just like or that's not that I don't have time I don't make time to just right. be like let's just sit around and grill hot dogs and talk about bullshit you know right. just like I like doing that once in a while but every time i do it i'm like fuck i could be doing so much more shit right now right you know? and it's I've like bullshit it's nothing it to do with ever. the people I, I just it's just the way that i'm wired yeah. and people that don't get that or aren't wired that way usually can't put up with me for very long it does like you do something they're like, like they're like they're like fuck you dude yeah, you don't even care like, about me they feel like they're getting just and that's off. valid yeah. like i i yeah. get that i'm i'm thankful for anybody who puts up with my ass <laughs> same same well i mean again I, I was crack jokes about how many times i've been divorced but my career very specifically, I mean, created a lot of those situations you talked about, like not being home yeah. for all the important things. I mean, it, that marriages don't last in that situation. That's right. You know? Yeah. Because people don't, you leave your, you know, significant other so, at home feeling very alone. So is so, this healthy? I guess that's the final little question here. It can here. be. It, again, it depends, right? It. Yeah, yeah, you have to recognize. What's all, a healthy balance, all, though? What do you, how depends, would you? Man. I mean, I think the balance is different depending on who you are and what your situation is. Give like them I've, a goddamn formula to follow. I, what do I, I follow? Tell me what to do. I've avoided having, you know, kids and and too many commitments outside that aren't serving my passion mm-hmm. because I want I, I I want to be able to give all of that energy to the things that I'm passionate about and having a, a family has not been one of those things for me right. and I understand that I'm I'm it's a sacrifice that I'm making because I don't think that I don't fail to see the value in that shit you know like it's I, I see a lot of value in it and if it if I ever was in that position I would throw myself into it as hard as I throw myself into any of my other shit that I care about you know yeah. but I just I've been careful to avoid it because 
I I want to be, I want to be able to spend that energy. I want to see what how, what I can do. Mm-hmm. You know? I want to see what I can pull off, and I don't want to look back and go, Ooh, maybe I could have. I, maybe I was that close, but I didn't give it all the energy I could have. You know, so yeah. Are, there's an argument to be made that that's not healthy. You know, <laughs> maybe. But you've also decided, well, I'm not going to have kids right now, or maybe never have kids because I'm. I am, and I'm not calling you selfish, but I am aware that I'm going it to put this It is kind of selfish. Actually, That's how I, I look at it, too. Honestly, I, I, I disagree. It's not selfish. You're, it, you're it's self-aware. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, no, I want to do this, and I want to do this for me. Therefore, I'm not going to commit to other people in my life the way society expects me to because I'm going to let them down and I don't want to let them down. What's wrong with that? I wish I'd learned that. That is self-aware. Well, that and is and a it's more that I don't, I don't want to hurt them in the equation, you know, so why, why, why invite that? Exactly. And you also you don't know? want to no, be annoyed no by way. them while and you're I, doing well, shit. Because that happens too. The kids knock on the door <laughs> and it's like, fucking dude, what to, the fuck? To are, be a little honest and real on the heels of your joke because you're not far off i don't i'm all, it's also partly because i don't want to i don't want to end up resenting people that i invited into my it's life fair god you know what right? i mean and and people you know like, yourself very well that's <laughs> very good man that's what i mean like i don't want to look back and go could have done it if it wasn't for my fucking wife and kids you know and like not that i not that i don't love them but i probably could have done more if i didn't do oh, that that's crept you know? into so many brains fault. right and, now yeah and it's just like which would be shitty of me i understand but i also know i'm i guess i am self-aware because well, i feel i feel like i would that would live somewhere in my brain and it would bother what, every, me. and that's not fair to somebody else i don't know everybody looks at, to be dinks, that at dinks and they're like you know they're pretty smart double income no kids Double. Oh, oh what? that's what dink means. Dink, yeah. What's a dink? Yeah. I thought that was double income, no kids. Yeah. I mean, they get to go oh. dick off and keep all their money, and you know, it's yeah. not a bad life. No. You know, but, but, you know, if you don't want to procreate, that's cool. Yeah, I'm good with that. So be it. Yeah. Apparently, there's plenty of human beings on the planet. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Wild. <laughs> all right, so that's living busy. I think we've explored that pretty good. I, I think that living busy makes sense to me because I just am I've been that way since I was a kid but I think there's a right way to do it a wrong way to do it I know that for a lot of my life I did it the wrong way for sure even though I still tried to in my own time always try to help other people and do other commit to other things Uh, really what I did was I you know on on a personal level my personal families I didn't really give them any time Hmm. um, being too busy you know being able to change that now uh, is is a huge thing in my life that's gonna be pretty cool to see too yeah I think I guess if I was going to leave it with something from for me, a little pro tip that I'm I'm trying to teach myself right now, and it's I'm having a decent amount of success with it, but it'll be a lifelong lesson. Maybe it'll help you a little bit, Jeff. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm trying to because I have that same thing where I'm like, I beat myself up when I'm doing recreational shit that's not part of my productive stuff. I'm just like, wow, I'm wasting time. But I think uh, I'm trying to the change beat. change my definition of what is and isn't productive. You know, because it's like you you can resting when you need to rest is is productive because it's serving it's serving the overall you know goal of you not being burned out or coming to hate the thing that you know or or even if you're whatever you're doing with your leisure time if you're out hunting you're practicing a skill that's not that's not not productive even though you enjoy it it's good that you enjoy it but you're still practicing skills you know so that's what i'm trying to do with with my like even when i sit down and play video games you know i'm just like I, i i try not to leave myself too much time for that or just watching tv because I'm like, well, pff, what a waste of time. But I'm like, well, I'm consuming art and I am an artist, you know, so it's like exactly. I'm, I'm getting some That's inspiration from yeah. this. And I'm also just fucking chilling out and giving my brain one thing to chew on instead of 500 at once. Sure. You know? mm-hmm. So it's like, sure. so I guess that that's, that's my advice that I'm trying to teach myself but, too, is just like, just change, 
don't beat yourself up if you're if you're like us and you're wired this way don't beat yourself up for resting your fucking off or doing something that you enjoy that's not related just change the way that you look at it and you know not not to use it as an excuse to do that excessively and not you know be disciplined but don't beat yourself up when you're resting it's not good but one last thing on that though when you do to decide to just take some time and fuck off i mean a perfect example i i ended up taking a week off the gym okay some things happened i broke some fingers and stuff. Yeah. well that week turned into six weeks really quick because fingers don't heal in a week yeah i do yeah i, I really tried to go <laughs> so i read this book this book's like you know we really don't need to cast injuries your body kind of heals things on their own that's why they swell so yeah these two fingers were just they're, well they're still pretty swollen actually but i can move them now um i ended up having to tape them hmm. um eventually eventually but yeah. i went about three weeks so they're all crooked and shit now and they don't bend right but now you can't palm a basketball in, you know, and your jump shot sucks now i think yeah my I'm, your curveball yeah. sucks too you can't grip the balls in oh yeah you're left you're, you shoot with your left hand too yeah <laughs> do you jerk off with your right hand a lot of people are the other way it just depends i'm a right-handed yeah. guy i jerk yeah, with I like my left the, so the right hand same way really yeah that's a jerky hand are you a lefty or righty i missed what you said well i'll do any but typically left but the, <laughs> the, the right hand it's like i use my <laughs> foot what are you but the right hand reverse grips pretty good oh yeah 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 then nice. there's that one where you lift a leg, reach underneath, and then pull down. Okay. <laughs> everyone, everyone try that and let us know how that works. If you broke your back, that's on Mr. Getchell. I do it then. It's not how I injured my back. <laughs> that's what he says. Swear. That's the fucking, swear it's not. that's the fine print you need to check out. Um, no, I lost what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, jerking off always does that. Yeah. Uh, just, I've, I've tried to fight back the jerk off jokes. You had one over, a while ago, and I, I said something like one word, and I was like, nope, nope. I'll throw him off his thing, and it's just about a dick. It can't all be about dicks. All right. Well, we did say in the trailer for the show that it's mostly about dicks. So. That's every time. Yeah. I mean, that's really. We have to. We got to circle three, around to dicks eventually. I mean, that is what the one thing that we have in common for sure is uh, we all have dicks. Sage no. advice and dick jokes. Come and get them, <laughs> folks. Well, why don't we take it to the fuck this thing? Uh, the next thing that we have fuck is, and we'll try and make it kind of short, but it's actually one that we could probably spend a whole lot of time on. It's CPS, Child Protective Services. Ooh, yeah, fuck when that we, thing. When we started this segment, we were thinking, like, fuck this agency, but we're just doing fuck this thing. But fuck this agency, for sure. Okay. Uh, and whoever wants to start. <laughs> well, let you start on that shade, and I can just chime in. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I'm, obviously, as I just covered, I don't have any kids, so I don't have any firsthand experience necessarily with... CPS, but I've had, I've watched them make a living hell out of several of my loved ones lives over the years. And, and I can't speak for every case that they ever deal with, but watching them handle these specific cases the way that they did. And it's not just the one here in Spokane. I mean, so one of them was over on the East coast, you know what I mean? So it's not like just this, our, our the water over shitty, here, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, but they, um, so I'll, I'll give an example without, without calling out names because it's kind of a it's a you know if you've been through it it's sort of a touchy thing but I have a really dear friend of mine um, that lives over on the east coast and uh, she's uh, she's a marine she's but she's retired now um, taking care of a toddler and a little baby at the, at the time she had just had a baby and her husband was also in the marines and he was on deployment so she was dealing with everything on her own and uh her neighbor called child protective services on her because because her 
she she got it in her head that these kids were being neglected and abused and you know like there's there's a mess in the yard and like you know the the kids have scrapes and stuff and it's like yeah what kid doesn't have scrapes they're running around they make they make messes all the time like that's just standard kid shit if but you allow your kids to be kids they have bruises and scrapes for sure they're like yeah. i haven't seen on on his ipad at all he's out there running have yeah. you seen what can happen when these you kids run play them on iPad. all the time they are not normal we they're need outside. ipads in their hands at all times yeah well and then so she and she's dealing with everything by herself you know so like yeah shit gets missed you know like okay the kids tired and get home today like we're just going to the grocery store no big deal you know like fuck it. but there's there's you know never fails it just takes one nosy person to make this phone call and then now she's got you know cps showing up they're coming she has to let them in the house you know and so they're going through and they're just like well there's stuff on the floor and you know this and that and they're interviewing the kids and like asking about their doctor's appointments and stuff and like the whole thing is very it, it was very confrontational like the, like they're presuming that you're already a piece of shit before they determine is what it seems like in in the cases that i've looked at guilty and observed they're just like they're going in thinking that they're the heroes they're always the good guys automatically and they're going in to to you know punish these piece of shit parents that are automatically just pieces of shit and that was not the case for her but it was to the point where like they they had to lay out you know this whole plan like you know we're we're not going to take your kids but we're going to come back and do unscheduled visits like we're just going to drop in like a couple times a month government and if you know if you haven't met these requirements when you know just randomly when we show up then we're going to take your kids away and it was it was shit like the house must be clean like (laughs) what the fuck like single single mom with two kids, a toddler and a baby, do, doing everything on her own. Again, clean compared to what? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just like whose definition I mean, of clean? Like, you know, it's, you, you could if you've ever been around a toddler, you could clean the house, and like literally thirty seconds later, it could be a disaster. I mean, to speak to what you're talking about, I mean, within law enforcement, we would go with CPS a lot of times. They had already had court orders to go pick up these kids. Um, I would read through some of these, and they were weak. I mean, weak information at best hearsay mm-hmm. and they're going in and snagging these kids out of what i would consider nice homes food in the fridge nice rooms you know we're on the flip side you go in and there's you know cat shit on the family room floor and and uh, you know the dog piss just blows you away walking in the door and there's drugs out and they don't take the kids so i don't know what constitutes one or the other it's what they what's Um, under their focus perhaps right or watching them continually taking kids from the same house and then bringing them back in a couple weeks and take them again i went to one house five times somebody fucking with those people it's 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 got to be like if that's what's going on and it was a house the kids should have been taken honestly the kids should have been taken i agreed with them taking them but stop giving them back right stop like not that i want people's kids to be taken away from but Five times in four months is way too much of this back and forth interaction. Yeah, thing. you know, I the of course, just with anything, the said intent seems to be good on the onset. That's what I was but, saying. Like, but steel it's man, this what what are they? They're trying to be useful. They believe that they're saving the world. They believe that they're doing a good thing. But it ends up being this fight of pride a lot yeah. of times in these. And there's nothing con- more dangerous than a true believer in these, go- in sure. these arguments between the government and these families it's almost like no we're right because this was said no this didn't actually happen prove it, it some really weird conflicts yeah. 
it's like a prime example of you know going going into something with the intention of being the hero and then you become you become the villain you know because it's like you're you're going in presumably (laughs) i don't know but presumably if you if you care enough to you know go to work at for child protective services you probably do that because i would hope because you care about kids because the alternative to that is you're doing it because you just want to fuck with people's lives and you shouldn't have that job if that's if that's your attitude and you won't convince me that that's not the attitude of at least some of them whether they started that way or not i don't know but like becoming jaded watching watching hearing people's stories like people that i know i've been to their house i know their kids kind of shit you know it's just like i know what's going on and it doesn't take a rocket scientist even if you're a stranger to walk in there and go no, you guys are fine. Right. And, and, and I don't, I'm not really sure that, that any, any form of government should be telling you what you can and can't. I mean, to within reason, if you're, if you're beating your kids, then that's not like somebody should stop that, you know, but like, it's just, the government's it's, it's not your, equipped it's your, for this it's kind your of family, thing. man. Yeah. Like, the, you know, like the, there should be accountability, but it shouldn't be the government because the government doesn't do a good job of the government determining the shit, you know? Like, well, so let's talk about where does it, what happens after that? So they take the kids away and then they get thrown into foster care a major, or well, family, not always, well, family. It can be family. family it can members. be foster care. I mean, to both degrees. And usually it's on a temporary basis and there's court dates and there's meetings and it's a lot of like, this huge roller coaster of bureaucratic system and the right hand doesn't talk to the left hand and the left foot doesn't talk to the right foot nobody knows what the fuck's going on everybody's fighting with each other and do they drag these kids it, through court it, i'm ignorant to this they don't make kids go to court all the time i've they? never seen that and, okay. and and i haven't personally really been to a whole lot of cps stuff but yeah. i've been to some be insane, of, i've been to some kids of it to court. and It'll it's be... it's a fucking nightmare i mean i've seen whole families like of professionals like the actual families going what you're acute this is not even possible this didn't happen um and they will fight that they're right it becomes a pride thing mm-hmm. and they will absolutely the government fight their can't point. admit that they're wrong that to the point in the one case to the point in one case i saw the judge's ruling and the rule and the judge flat out said that there was no reason for cps to take the child and that this family should absolutely sue the state you had to, what happened? I saw that. Okay. I saw the, those court documents for a case. Good. Where the, where the judge in the judge's uh, declaration of everything that happened, they obviously got the the child back, and he said to sue the state. It hmm. was like the which most, is the most egregious thing that he'd ever seen in in his whole career. Hmm. I don't know how easy it is to sue the state. That sounds like sue the Not church, yet. sue the rock. I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if if we put this into the, to the people's hands and took it away from the bureaucrats' hands, if a, a type of agency like CPS would be valuable because it's obviously a valuable service for the kids that need it. Uh, yeah, they have having a purpose, the, having the state because if if it was in the private market, the the value of the market is that we it moves quickly. Uh, it changes to what the customers or the people say faster. The government takes forever. If we had a CPS system where they were consistently not doing as much good as they were harm, like what it sounds like perhaps CPS is doing. That's kind of our hypothesis. We could change that because we're customers instead of just the peons that pay the taxes. Uh, if we're paying for that company to continue to do business and they're fucking up in such a egregious way where 50% of the kids are being misplaced or misidentified, then maybe that would be better. Maybe the CPS well, pays would pays in that scenario well that, i would treat it like insurance probably like and perhaps it's something that that gets lumped in with something else that maybe in society uh 
you know we decide agree to do or something or it's just part of insurance who knows i'm not sure that i have no answers to the life's problems for sure but i wonder if the market with just competition uh would keep him more honest because the government can you can't sue him worth shit i'm sure some people have successfully sued the government but there's no stopping them from doing the dumb shit that they're doing until somebody comes in there with a sledgehammer and says, well, we're going to have to break this whole department before yeah. we move forward. And still it'll move forward. Well, I'm all for things being more, you know, locally sized, whatever the smart people word for that is. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, also, I... Uh, I th- I feel I always in shit like this I just feel like there needs to be more accountability on 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 the agency side of things you know it's just like there there needs yeah. to be there needs to be a f- a, some some sort of check and balance a to, Yelp review to the well something you know I mean yeah. I, I, maybe not in the court of public opinion necessarily but right. like there it should be there should be a, a certain like there should be consequences if they take a kid un- unjustifiably. There should be. It shouldn't have to be that. That guy shouldn't have had to be advised to sue the state. The CPS should have just been like, oh, right, ooh. The, but that, that's, there should the be a cost to them for I, fucking I that bet up. You, that's people's lives. That's I, people's kids. It's kind of what I, mean? I noticed. Is at no point do they ever go because because I guess they're the government. At no point do they go. You know what? We erred on the side of caution initially, and we were wrong, and everything's cool. We're good to go. You know, and maybe it took three days for that to happen. That's not a huge deal. I mean, it's a huge deal to the family but in in the terms of how this usually goes and it can be strung out for several months or years uh before there's an end result um yeah if the government would just for once be honest and go you know what we erred on the side of caution we were wrong you know yeah everything's cool and then they should That'd have be to pay but, you but they should have to fucking pay but you. there's this massive <laughs> seriously but, there, but well, when that happens monkeys will fly out of my butt as they <laughs> say so. well if doctors have to have malpractice insurance right well, but that's it's the not, point. It's, it's not any less severe when you're messing with people's children. But on the right. flip side, the government is would is is violence. It's force. Yeah. So it's a whole but other ball game. On the flip side, to uh, to them, I mean, what happens if there's claims of some sort of neglect and abuse, and they don't do anything, and then something happens to that child? Right. That goes back on them. So. You err on the side of. Ca- I understand erring on the side of the caution. Imagine once, being a CPS once you have person. Control Fuck. of that issue or that person. You really need to s- rapidly discern what's going on, mm-hmm. and if there is any assistance that needs to be done, or punishment, or if the child needs to be placed, and then get it figured out quickly. Mm-hmm. And they just they don't do anything fast. It's but, the government, right? But they also want to make sure that they don't. Russia. I, I imagine it's a very difficult spot because you know it's not a job just, I would want to do. No. Even though I don't appreciate a lot of their decision making, and and I think that it's run very poorly. I certainly wouldn't want to do it myself. Yeah. I, I've been yeah. in a situation where I have oh, had no. to call them to come take kids based on my own investigations, and, and I, it, it sucks. By the way, I also don't, I don't think we steel manned any of their profession very well in in the sense that yeah we empathize that it's a hard job and da, 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 but just like every other job, there's probably some procedures that are not their fault. Where it's like, I, I know that we've probably all experienced somebody that in the CPS kind of thing or heard about it where they abused their power and they were that bureaucrat where you're like, fuck you, you that little or, shit. That or there's just blanket procedures. That's what I'm, that's what I think. Where it's, you know, one size fits all. Like what you had to deal with, with, DI, with domestic violence. It's yeah. like, well, one of you is going to jail. <laughs> Whichever one of you called, I, it's see, probably I, not. And I, I, you know. I get that. 
and I account for that, but I also think that's crap, you know, because mm-hmm. that's, that's just another form of failing to account for nuance, you know, so it's sure. like, I, I, I have a hard time, it's ex- still the system I have a hard time excusing sure. but it's, it because somebody, somebody, it, but it's not the person, it. it's, if it's procedure, somebody implemented but it. But like, let's pretend know, that like, somebody that's listening to this is in CPS and they're like, well, these guys are talking about this, but they're missing these things that happen that we have to do. And it, and it cripples our, just like every job. It's like sure. the police officers, you know, you could do your job better if it wasn't for this st- you know, set of procedures that make it so you can't i wonder what cps has that they would be like if i could change this i would do it immediately i would it, love it to has it. to be in but we're not you know so I, I think you don't always put it on also the, fuck the government yeah <laughs> exactly I, I don't think that you put it necessarily all on the individual that comes out even though they're doing their investigation they may be skewed before they get there maybe not i think you know on a long enough timeline you're going to be skewed to it being a negative thing where you're going to take the child as opposed to just, well, let's wait and see what happens. Yeah. But it is the, the whole system that is flawed Absolutely. for sure. I mean, just like any other government system, right? Yeah. That's government. why I'd like to see it thrown into the market. Cause it's like a lot of people worry about that, but most things are handled by the market wonderfully. And that's why we have our, our modern world. I wonder if something like this could be privatized uh, the incentive, I mean, there's no, it's not like prisons where it's this controversial thing. Like they're going to make more kids bad to fill the prisons. It's like, no, this is literally, uh, just this intermediary kind of consular position where they can come in and, but we, the, the transparency would come from them being a business and having competition and having customers where when you're a customer, you're way more powerful than when you're a fucking citizen. Citizens have very little power. It's also a matter of the a problem I see with that is but it's not, a matter it's a matter of perceived authority too you know because like the CPS being a branch of the government that lends them authority to do that what they do because nobody right. nobody wants to play ball with CPS right. nobody does well imagine know? so imagine so if there was a private entity that was just a business doing that they'd be like your business fuck off I'll shoot you if you yeah but imagine the business yeah. is 13 uh you know, scholars in, in child psychology, you know, or what if it's, if it's a proper business, what if it's six different guys, gals, guys, people that have an expertise in all of the areas that are required to, to really look at the situation and say, how could, is this really nuanced? And did we find out if this is a dangerous situation for those children? I mean, if they're experts in their fields, perhaps that's, that doesn't mean that they're going to get it right all the time, but that is something else compared to the government's version of experts in their I guess I'm just thinking about more the actual logistics of the thing you know like going into people's houses and making judgments and in some cases having to go and take kids from homes without the government where's the authority come from you're super you know your child psychologist with a good pedigree he's not going to be the one doing that you know right so it's that's like, true who, who who does that at that point you know like there has to be some kind of perceived authority or else it doesn't go down in my opinion you know that's fair it just sucks that it just sucks that a broken system like the government has to be the thing that lends that authority know. You know? it kind of makes me whenever i get to these points where it's like shit nothing's gonna work it's like fuck we are weird creatures yeah. where we just <laughs> yeah. we just i mean there's no solutions in life a lot of economists look at it like this it's like Governments will oftentimes, political parties will offer these solutions, but it's not. They're trade-offs, and they're always trade-offs. There's never solutions. It's always trade-offs. And once I learned that, it was like, eh, we're just kind of sliding, pushing things down the road, letting our kids pay for things. It's all trade-offs. Well, it's so. just like just like crime. You don't you don't get rid of crime. You push it around. Yeah. No shit. You'd send then it you to another city. You push it to somebody else's yard. Exactly. 
Well, never mind. Disregard what I said. We'll just make the cops do it. The the cops get all the shitty jobs. They'll do it. (laughs) You you take it all. You guys are doing fine. Yeah, it was part of it. That was part of it too. So, (laughs) to some degree, I had to. Now let's do things I learned this week. Things I learned this week. Uh, What I do? Yeah. Yeah. What I learned was, um, if you go camping on a lake, on a hillside. And there's a 35 mile an hour windstorm. It doesn't matter if you stake your tent down; <laughs> it will fly through the air. At I, I didn't actually see it fly, but it was roughly 25 feet up in the air, and it flew about 100 yards into the lake. <laughs> so <laughs> no, and it was yeah, and it was it was staked down. So how do you prevent that? Well, you got to go buy some heavy duty stakes. Okay, that would that would be the key. <laughs> but the funny part of the story was that so we just got off the boat this wind kicks up we've got one two three four children and four adults and you can see the adults but they're where the yeah children? yeah i'm with my friends helping <laughs> them get all the in stuff polly <laughs> took all the kids so go in the tent she was getting other stuff picked up wind's blowing so hard I turn and I see that she's screaming at us, but I can't hear her because the wind's too loud. So she's running. <laughs> and she's like, the tent just flew into the lake. Well, I didn't know at the time that the last time she saw the children was in the tent. <laughs> <laughs> so her brain's just picturing them so in there like the tumble cycle I had on never the dryer. <laughs> exactly. No, <laughs> our sex trophies. No. <laughs> I'd never seen a look of shock and oh shit. Like. Oh my God! What are we going to tell your parents? Right? <laughs> but, no shit. We lost all the children. They went down <laughs> the river. But then she looked past me and saw the kids, and just I just saw this relief come over. But we still hadn't had a conversation about what the hell was going on. Right. But I just saw this panic to just relief. I thought it was weird. Got the tent out, got it all put away, and then the wind's still blowing, and she's like trying to hold the tent up, and over top is all these, you know, pine trees with limbs starting to break. And she's worried about the tent. I'm worried about the limbs falling on her on her head. Hmm. <laughs> and this is when she decides to tell me that she thought the kids were in the tent and she thought they all died. And I'm like, okay, having said that, maybe we can just we can move out of the <laughs> yeah. way of the trees. Now we don't have to like, risk. If we lose it, now that we know all the kids are alive, let's just let the tents get We don't crushed. have to die for that, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, that's what Jeff learned this week, and now you did too. Stake so, those tents in. Yeah, the moral of the story is go buy some heavy-duty stakes, bring them with you, because uh, we did have heavy-duty stakes on the other tent. Now, our poles did end up breaking, and that tent collapsed. Okay, so not good advice. We but, don't know. But at least if the kids were in it, they wouldn't have gone flying. True. You know, And all the kids uh, were small enough, and the wind was blowing enough, I think it still would have picked them up. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty okay. impressive. So be careful, because I mean, you can parasol your kids anyway. into the river. <laughs> that's not good. No. Stake your tent down. What a metal way to go. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> flu, bro. A few yards in a tent into water. But they can't even see it. They're like, well, something's and, and weird. And if you know there's rattlesnakes in the area, maybe don't send the kids off up in the woods to go to the bathroom. Oh, Christ. So ended up having a rattlesnake on the trail. <laughs> oh, yeah, kids the were taken. So. And they're just poking it. <laughs> like, no! Sex trophy, dumb. The lesson I'm really hearing from all of this is it doesn't matter how prepared you think you are for nature. You're not. No. Yeah, 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 it went from a camping trip to uh, this is going to be, this is, oh, we didn't tell you no this is a survival trip yeah <laughs> i think maybe that's the moral of this whole conversation it's like it's just a ride baby yeah, i guess that's it. Oh, <laughs> fucking that is what Twice. it is damn it all right well thank you guys so much for listening this has been just a ride number five uh i've been zach and that's shaden hutchman and that's jeff getchell and, hey. I, and I made him I, I was gonna have you say your names and then 
but then I said your name. You got too excited. I did get excited. It's okay. all right. All right, put, buddy. I, I got happens. a chev going. But thank you for listening. Just a ride pod at gmail.com. You can get a hold of us there. You can get a hold of us at info at scatcast.com. Visit scatcast.com for more and for all of the bullshit that we've done previously. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening. Keep those letters coming in. We're reading all of them. And we'll talk at you in the future. It'll seem like the present. Bye. See ya. Bye. It's just a ride. Bing bong.